Welcome to Ez Raw Live. Now we gotta wait, you know, we gotta give it a little time to get heat up. Um, you know how these things start off. But we got a lot to talk about. And it's not it's there's nothing happening this weekend in boxing. Uh MMA, you got a good balancer card, but there's not, not nothing really in the UFC in. You know, actually, let's look at the UFC real quick because I don't think there's anything, but I could be wrong. Okay, we got Dern versus Jan. So that's all right. Fight night card. Uh, is there anything else on here? Brown versus Trinaldo. Marcellus versus Jones. Yusuf versus Shannis. Yeah, so it's, it's it's you know it's, it's a it's something to watch. I guess that's what I would say. It's something to watch this weekend. But it's not a lot of boxing, but there's a lot of boxing news. There's a lot of stories about fights that could or couldn't possibly could not be made. Um, we'll really have to we'll have to see how it plays out. But I did want to get into it, especially you know Tyson Fury, who has pissed a lot of people off, and that's kind of like what Tyson Fury does. Um, I, I I don't think he minds if you. If you're curious about it, if you think that Tyson Fury is trying to be a good guy in these situations, I, I don't think he cares whether you think he's good or bad. He just wants you to have a reaction to whatever he's doing. And that, it's not a bad strategy to have. I always describe it as like just setting a tone. He sets the tone to be a liar. So he could just say whatever the hell he wants. And I'm like, let me put this uh, wait, real quick. Let me copy this. I'll put the invite right here in the comments, guys. Here, there you go, Broadway. There's the link. See, Broadway, he don't he don't have no patience today. He's ready to go. I like the energy I already feeling from him. Um, yeah, he says the tone is a liar, and I I don't know how people haven't caught on to it yet, but it's funny that um people think he's a liar. They everyone like there's no mystery that Tyson Fury's a liar, but people are still like stunned when he lies to him. That's the part I don't get is that people are so pissed when he lies to them. Broadway, you see the link. I'm at the DM. Yeah, like people are just so like like outraged when he lies to them. Like he, this is what he does. Let's see here. Okay, so he's having trouble Wi-Fi. He'll be on right now. But yeah, that's, that's the thing. Is like, I don't understand why people are so pissed at Tyson Fury when he lies to you because that's what he does. He lies. Now, I'll be, I will say this. To just, uh, I guess to say like how I think this all plays out. I, I, yes, he's going to fight Char, right? And that's not going to be a good fight. And it's going to be one-sided. But I do think he fights Usyk. I do think we get undisputed next year. Danny, what's up, man? Thank you for listening. I do think we get Usyk next year until we get undisputed. I do think he gets Joshua after that. I think the Joshua fight makes way too much money and way too much sense for that fight not to happen. Broadway, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on, man? This is a nice surprise. It's a nice surprise to have you on. Yo, bro, I'm going to need you to every Monday do it at this time, bro. Please. Is this a good time for you? Yeah. I'm I'm thinking I'm going to go live a lot more during the week. I think that, uh, yeah, I I think I'm going to go live. Because I do the podcast like by itself, like when it's not live. But I think I gotta go live a lot more. Yeah, man, you gotta go live, man. Yeah, that that people like getting interacting. People, That's true. 
You know, I mean, I wish you were more handsome. You know, you probably, <laughs> probably, not everybody can have this look. Not, a, not everyone can be blessed like that. Not everyone can be blessed like that. I got to work with the cards you have. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, but I hear you talking heavyweight boxing, man. How to hop Ooh. on, show you some support. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. What are you, what's your thoughts on this whole Tyson Fury situation? I mean, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, called, I seen someone that they commented today and they said Dyson Fury because then they had like a, a vacuum cleaner just snorting <laughs> out cocaine. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, just, I'm just being funny. I mean, I shouldn't joke about that, but you know, I'm you know, we're just here having fun. But nah, I mean, like it's kind of like what you just said. Uh, he that's what who he is. He 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 lies, he he likes to grab headlines and shit like that, so he'll say things. Just to grab headlines, it's something kind of like what Mayweather used to do. May- Mayweather, after every fight, used to retire, and that used to be news. So him retiring was news, and then oh no, look, oh he's gonna fight Miguel Cotto. Oh wow, I'm so surprised. And or you know, it's just it, it's a Mayweather tactic. I feel I don't know if you just remember that era. I, I, I Mayweather would retire once in a while. I don't remember him doing it like as often as you know. I don't remember him. Like Sugar Ray Leonard was infamous for retiring a group of times, right? Retired like nine times uh, from boxing. Um, I just oh. think that these guys are just smart to stay in the headlines. I mean, that's just that's just what it is, right? Like as, as and I'm sure as you know, like as like a podcaster, right? It, like you have to like you have to stay relevant. You have to have people talking about you, and that's just what he caught on to. It's like I can say where whatever the hell I want. And people are going to talk about it, whether they think I'm a liar, whether they're going to believe me, whether they're going to get mad, whether they're going to be happy, they're going to believe me and they're going to talk about me. And it works. And I'm surprised it works as well as it does, honestly, because a lot of people hate Tyson Fury. So I would think that they wouldn't buy into it, but they take the bait every time they take the bait. They take the bait. It's insane how much they take the bait. Like I, I joked and I tweeted that Tyson Fury could be like, I'm going to run for president of the United States. And people would be like, ah, oh, we never had a gypsy president. Like they would literally talk about it. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, he definitely. Uh, I, I like, listen. I'm not a fan of the way he goes about, you know, I, I like he'd be saying a lot of weird stuff and stuff like that. And the lion, I'm not a fan of it, but hey, it's been working for him. He's he's a very popular guy, although not probably not the most popular heavyweight. But look, you you, you he doesn't have a fight lined up. He hasn't fought recently, but look, we're, we're talking about him on your platform. All the time. Yeah, all the time. I mean, there's not there's not a week that goes by that I don't hear someone talking about Tyson Fury. That's just the truth of it. But but let, let, let's take him at his word, which, you know, again, his evil plan is working. Yeah. Uh, if he was to fight Joshua coming off two losses, I kind of still want to see it. <laughs> no, I really want to see it. No, no, no. I really want to see it. And, and I, I never believed it was going to happen, but I thought if it did happen – It'd be humongous. It'd be a huge fight, and it'd be—I'd be really excited for it because you know the heavyweights are so good. They're like really Joshua's only lost to Usyk, right? Like it's not like uh, he got smoked by two different guys. Now he lost to Usyk in the decision oh. twice. Yeah, I mean he lost to Ruiz. No, yeah, but he got that back. But the oh, Usyk okay. one, like no one's fighting like Usyk. Like that's the like he's not gonna have to match up with that guy again. You know what I mean? There's no one fighting like him. He fights Joyce. Joyce is a come forward. I'm going to take your shots. He fights Wilder. Wilder can move, but he, I mean, not Wilder, I'm sorry. Uh, Fury, well, Fury can move when he needs to, but he's also been more aggressive lately. Wilder is, of course, looking for his power shot. So it's like he can still match up well with a lot of guys. I don't know how those all play out. You know, I think people want to bury uh, Joshua, but I don't know how those play out. I think that those could still be very interesting fights. No, no, I, I, I definitely agree. I, I agree. Though, though, 
the thing is the heavyweight division it, it's it's always gonna grab the most headlines and joshua being you know this huge massive person fighting a guy who makes him look small is going and they're both you know british they both mm-hmm. speak the same language they both so they speak english so like the americans who you know they don't need to go through a translator and the same thing with the people from the uk it could easily sell over a hundred thousand at wembley and you know and oh it'll be massive it, it, yeah it'll be the biggest uk fight in uk history Oh, it'd be, it'd be amazing. That's what I'm saying. And I like fights like that. I like huge, huge events like that. So, yeah, I, th- I think that that's definitely I think that's definitely going to happen. I think that what they're going to do with Joshua is they're going to take him. They're going to fight, you know, three fights that he should be favored in, right? Favored pretty big in. I think he's going to do that. That's just going to be his next year. And then they're going to look to match up with, with Fury. I think they're going to try. I think DAZN and Matchroom are going to look to get their money's worth with at least, at the bare minimum, four fights from Joshua. And I think that it ends the three and then it ends with Fury. And that'll be a massive, humongous fight. That's how I see it playing out. I think Fury's going to fight Char and he's going to fight Usyk. And that's all depending on him beating Usyk, which isn't a for sure thing at all. But I would favor him right now over Usyk. So he fights Char, fights Usyk, and fights Joshua. All these things were saying negative about Fury and saying that he's going to dodge all these guys. It probably ends up where he fights all these guys and has all these guys' names on his resume. I mean, that's probably the the, the way this plays out, I think. I mean, uh, I, honestly, he, he's so unpredictable. I don't know where he goes with it, to be honest. It's not going to be Usyk next because Usyk has an injury. No, he's going to fight Char, I think. He has like a thousand mandatories. Uh, and then Char, I, where does this name come from? I don't know. He needs a tune-up. And, <laughs> and this guy is there. He's for an April. Who? Fury. Yeah, but he because uh, we're saying Usyk can't fight because he, he's got the injury, so oh, he's got to stay busy. He wants to stay busy. Well, why not fight Joshua? Oh, because that's not going to really happen. I mean, that oh, was never going to really happen. Well, why, why do you think it won't happen? I, I think for both sides. I honestly think both sides don't want that fight. I don't think that Matchroom is eager to put Joshua in right after a loss. I think they want to. They could. He could very well lose that fight and maybe even lose it in a big way. And I think that. Um, they want to get at least three fights that he could win and build him up again and build his confidence again and probably build up that fight, you know, where it could, the max it could be. I, I don't, I think honestly that Fury uh, would take that fight like in December, but I don't think either team really want that fight. I don't really think they do. Okay. Right. Joshua. Okay. So Adam said Joshua fought the worst style matchup for him in the entire division twice. I think he has a decent chance of beating everyone else in division, even with his same form from the Usyk fights. I agree with that. I agree with that. I even like some of the things he did in the Usyk fight. Even the second one, I liked some of the things he did. Like boxing wise, I, I I thought it was, I well, thought it was definitely getting well, better. The first one, if you liked any from anything from the first one, just let me know so I can log off now. <laughs> the second that, one was better. I mean, the the, 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 one, the long body shots in the first one, you didn't like that. You like long body shots? They did some work. Yeah, I mean, he threw very few of them, and he mm-hmm. started late. I I don't know. I felt like. Yo, you know what's funny? So this when that fight happened, I had just not just started my YouTube channel, but I, I, I was I was pretty much new to it. Yeah, I predicted knockout of the year. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Bro, this. I was like, damn, man. So so like I don't I picked twice against Usyk, and uh, yo, Usyk is that dude. I gotta put some respect on him. He's an all time great. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's crazy to say at the time. I don't, I think a lot of people thought that Usyk was about to get put to sleep in that fight. Now Wilder's gonna time that right hand, and it's over for AJ. I, I really want to see that fight. That, that's a thing. AJ's like in a great spot because there's a 
pretty much every fight you put him in, I want to see. I want to see him versus Joe Joyce. I want to see him versus Fury. I want to see him versus uh, Wilder. And those are all mega fights. So it's like this dude is still in a very good position. He just can't fight Usyk. He just can't beat Usyk. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, the, And, man, the thing is, to be honest with you, I think if he had the mental fortitude, I and, and I, you may disagree, and that's fine. I think he's the best heavyweight if he had the mental fortitude. But he doesn't, so he's not the best heavyweight. You, you think his cardio problems are a mental problem? I do to some degree. And, 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 and you know, you, you, you fought before. You know sometimes... You just got to fucking dig deep. You know what I'm saying? You've been there before where it's like, damn, there's four more rounds left. And it's like, yeah, there is four more rounds left. And you just kind of have to bite down on that mouthpiece. And also, I, I feel like he doesn't like you see how Fury knows how to use his size and weight. Uh, Joshua hasn't mastered that. I feel like the, it, it, he in against Usyk, that's what I would have done. I would have tried to make it an inside fight. That way, those chin concerns wouldn't be there, and just lean on them every fucking chance you get. Use that uppercut that on the inside. Even though you're the taller fighter, you're also the bigger fighter, so you're leaning on him, you know, for twelve rounds. I I don't know. I, I just I just feel like a lot of a lot of what he, mistakes he does is mental. You know, and the, you said that about the mental, like him getting tired because of uh, the, the mental. And I believe in that because, uh, and I'm not saying, I, like, maybe it is for Joshua, but I know that for Conor McGregor, like, and I always talk about this, is Conor McGregor's whole thing is mental. Like, when he when it starts going south for him, his cardio just falls, it, it, he, it completely goes away. And I know exactly what that feeling is. I, I know exactly that feeling. It's like when you start facing a little bit of, like, resistance, and you feel like, oh, this is not going to go my way. You suddenly get drained, and it's all mental. Everything is 100% mental. You could be like in the second round and feel that. And I think that yeah, Joshua could definitely feel that. And maybe he felt that in the Usyk fight when he had almost had him. You know, we had him against the ropes. He had him hurt, mm-hmm. and then Usyk comes back the next round. Joshua looked like everything had just fallen out of him. He had no more, nothing left after that point. And it was like Usyk showed him like, hey, I could still go. I, you didn't beat me. You didn't defeat me. I'm still going to give you go. And I think Joshua was kind of like, damn, I gave everything I got in that last round. Because I still thought Joshua was kind of reserving himself, even when I thought he had him hurt. I was like, okay, Joshua's reserving himself because he doesn't want to burn himself out. And he was still burning out the next round. I was like, oh, even him reserving himself didn't help. Yeah, a a perfect example of somebody biting down on their mouthpiece when they were tired and and sucked it up and still performed well is Teofimo in that 12th round against, uh, what's his name, Lomachenko. If you remember, he started fading a little bit, which, you know, he was the one throwing most of the punches. So obviously he was fading a little bit. And then that 11th round, I don't know if you remember, he got beat up bad by Lomachenko. Lomachenko really put it on him in that 11th round to the point where I'm like, dude, is he going to get stopped in the 12th? Yo, he comes out, bites down on that mouthpiece and just pretty much straight up dominates. And and honestly, I feel like he could have dropped him had the referee not stop the the actions due to the headbutt. Yeah, so uh, um, like that's a perfect example. Somebody being tired, somebody being beaten up, and just going, you know what? Fuck it. I this is my night, and sucking it up, and and and, and pulling out uh, putting out a great performance in that for, in that twelfth round. Yeah, that, that, that's that's uh, that I one hundred percent believe that that's definitely possible. That that's what it is. I, I don't know if he's going to develop that though. Like I don't I don't I don't know if anyone has the trait to develop that. Teddy Atlas. Yeah, you keep saying Teddy Atlas. So maybe I mean maybe Teddy Teddy's the kind of guy like go focus on the uh put one hundred percent focus in the camp. You know, he doesn't even allow music in the camp. Like just everything is just focused off of, off your one goal. Like uh, even people would say um what's her name uh Ann Wolf. 
Ann Wolf is the one that had um James Kirkland. James Kirkland, right? And she had that like building, like just like his mentality, like more than just even his skill, it was just like his mentality of going in there. So I, I know there are trainers that focus on that stuff. Bro, I but, would yo, that's a fire idea, bro. And Wolf for Joshua. Yo, that's a yo, I love that idea. He'll never do it because he's such a fucking you know, I'm not even gonna say that, but he he he's he's too comfortable, man. Yo, you never training in the U.S. You never leaving your hometown, like your home country, and you could say Americans don't do that, but the best training, the best bars here in America. Like, look at look look at Fury. Look who's his trainer, like an American, right? Why 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 can't you go somewhere and find a Teddy Atlas and Ann Wolf and and training? Even you could keep Robert Garcia because Robert Garcia is definitely a great trainer. Go, go to fucking Oxnard. Go spar over there. Go train over there. Go look and talk to different people. Get out your comfort zone. Yeah. That, 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 and, you know, like, I always thought that, like, for, like, European fighters, like, is their development gets to a certain point, and it's good, right? Like, you got the, the European level, and they become a European level champ. But I always thought, like, they're not seeing all the looks that American fighters see, right? Like, Amer- over here in America, the, 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 the sparring, like, you get so many different looks. You have all the looks that you could possibly need. And I think in Europe, you kind of see, like, somewhat similar stuff. So you become the best fighter in, in Europe, right, or, like, of, of your division. But you're kind of the best fighter over this one certain style. And then when you get to, like, okay, I'm going to go fight the guys in the States or fight these guys all over the world. You run into all these different styles. That's why you see like a lot of the guys from Mexico have a lot of success um, against them when they go and try to match them up to get the win because it's like a style that they're not used to. It's not that full pressure style that oh, constantly on you, you know, uh, the, the power and all the shots. It's like they just kind of fall apart because they're not seeing that. They, they can't get that sparring where they're at. <laughs> yeah, I got to give Eddie Hearn credit. He don't learn his lesson, man. Like <laughs> bringing these Mexicans over Mexicans just keep beating the shit out of, out of these Europeans, out of these UK dudes. I, I don't understand. Like, he's bringing Luis Alberto Lopez out there to fight uh, Warrington. We both know how that fight is going to play out. And then he's bringing out Mauricio. Is, Lo- he, is he a mandatory? Like, why is that matchup happening? It's a mandatory. Oh, he's a mandatory, right? That's why I thought. Because I was like, it doesn't make sense just to, that fight just to happen. Like, why Why would you take a, one of the best featherweights, you know, for no reason? I get what you're saying. Yeah. But so, okay. So, he's a mandatory. That fight has to happen. It has to happen. Okay. Okay. That set. makes more it's, sense. It's set, I think, December 5th or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw the poster for it already. I saw, like, the announcement for it already. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's going to happen. It, 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 he is a mandatory. IBF mandatory. That's a, that's a tough that's a tough fight for Warrington because I you know what I say about uh, Lopez he, he's the good uh, Rolly Romero, um, yeah. but yeah he that, that's a tough fight that's gonna be a real tough fight. Yeah, he, he, the, I I just love how awkward he is, but he does it in a in a in like in a graceful way. It's not like awkward where it's like uncomfortable to watch or like ugly to watch. It's like he's like very awkward, but it's kind of like, oh, I see what he's doing, though. You know, it's not just he's not making it up on the cuff. He knows. What oh, he's- yeah. Yeah. He found a style that works best for his body. And that's like honestly what like the best trainers could do for a guy. It's like I'm not going to make you into the fighter that I, I think you should be or like the blueprint that I have. Let's see what you're good at, what your body's like. Can we can uh Put this out of your body that like this is what you could do. This is a this is highlighting all the things that you're physically good at, and that's what he did, like to the the perfect degree, right? That's what his style is not gonna be like anyone else's. It's what he could physically do, and yeah, he looks really good doing it. Yeah, he, he, he like the way he rolls with the punches and comes back with the counters. Uh, he kind of it kind of looks like his left hook slaps, but it has so much effect 
on the fighter where I'm like, I don't know if maybe I'm just seeing it wrong because he he tends to hurt these guys with, with the left hooks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I, again, he's one of those like my sleepers. Like he's not a superstar, and and maybe he's at one twenty six. He'll probably never be a superstar anyway. But he's just somebody where I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being the best featherweight in like two years. I think him and Warrington is going to be a really entertaining fight. I think those are two good styles to match up together. I, I think that's going to be really entertaining. I, you know, like I, probably, you know, I, I you're probably favoring Lopez, right, on that fight. Yeah, I think Lopez is going to break Warrington down. Warrington obviously is going to have his moments because Warrington, although I don't think he's as good, he is a tough guy. Um, I think he'll have his moments, but just slowly War- uh, uh, Lopez is going to break him down and then get the stoppage. I, I'm predicting like eighth, ninth. Yeah, I think that's, I, that's why when I saw that, I was like, damn, that's a really tough fight for Warrington. And it's weird to, you know, it, well, like I said, it's mandatory, but because they have Laywood and you would think that they'd be trying to work on uh, Laywood versus Warrington, which would be a, uh, you know, very good fight for them and a big fight for them. But yeah. you just, yeah, it does seem like they're heading in that direction. Laywood, if they go through the Laura fight, would that's a really tough fight for him, too. That's a hell of a matchup for him. Yeah, bro. Come on, man. We know who winning these fights, man. Yeah, as I'm saying. Well, that's what I always said about you know, even like Matchroom when they went and matched. Uh, they had a Mexican guy in Estrada, and they put him in Mexico against a guy that was supposed to be a tune-up. That would end up being a hell of a fight. And I was like, whoever's picking these guys from Mexico to be tune-ups, just make him a, a, a talent scout, and you would fix all your problems because <laughs> he can't pick a guy to lose, but he could pick these guys that are damn good and underrated. <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I'm telling you. The, the, you know what it is, though? Like, you ever watch the the fights in Mexico? They, uh, all the guys, they look exactly the same when they're fighting each other, right? And they are all do the exact, pretty much the exact same style. It's really hard to tell which one's good and which one's not, what guys are good and which ones are not. Because they all look exactly the same. Like, you're not, and you know what the one thing about, like, Mexican fighters is they have good chins. And they have good stamina. So, like, they're going to war, and you're like, I, I really can't tell this guy apart. Like, if you look at Lara, and you look at his tape before they brought him out there, you would not think anything special of him. You would be like, he has a big left hook, but I, I'm not, you know, he's not like he's folding these guys. And it's because those guys have amazing chins. As soon as he went to uh, fight Warrington, it was like, okay, he hit you with the shot that you're crumbling because these guys ain't got the chins like that. It's crazy. It, it really is. I see why they're getting, like, you know, messed up on the, these these matchmaking. Uh, uh, th- this may be a silly question, and, and please excuse me if it is. I'm announcing that it is. I is love silly questions. that in Mexico they do for the, like, for punch resistance? So, uh, as you know, I am Mexican, but I have never been in Mexico a day in my life. Now, I, I I truly believe that, no, there's nothing that they're doing. I just think that something in, in these people that just have, they could just take amazing shots. They have a lot of resili- uh, resilience. Because I remember, like, even, like, in wildcard gym, like, yeah, like, it was just, like, Mexican fighters just taking hellacious shots. They weren't doing anything in training that I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. This explains it. Just I would just say it's just just something in them i mean it really is i just really believe it is it's just something in them just genetics yeah i don't know yeah i don't know what it is it's it's i'm not i don't think anything like training wise no i mean there's always like the rumor of like you know like you work your neck and there are people that have like really strong necks could take a good shot that's like always the you know like the you know everybody does that to like for like resistance i'm sure that helps but i don't think that's what these guys are doing like that is separating them from everybody else yeah yeah no no i was just curious i I yeah yeah question but you know no just, it's not a silly question at all i think that you know if we have you know something like that stands out we should be looking into it like well what are they doing you know what i mean you should always be doing that right yeah we're we, uh we're we're talking earlier in the space and we're uh what's his name who's, who's the guy that says slim a lot uh ron boy 
Yeah, Romboy, he was saying that uh, Hector Garcia uh, is his number two for fight of the year, and I, I thought he made a very good case for that. How do you feel I, about that? I, I mean, listen, I'm the voice of Dominican boxing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tempted to be... I'm tempted to be biased and say that's true, but like Bivol beating Canelo, and and I'm already I I think he's beating Zerto. I mean, okay. maybe, you know, so those two wins to me make him number. I do got Garcia number three. Don't get me wrong. I got. And then you have um, who's number two? Or who's number one or two? I guess. No, no, I gotta go. Bam. He beat Quadros. And yeah, yeah. Rungus. That's what I thought too. Yeah. And Rungvisai, and he had like uh, uh, Israel Gonzalez. What was his last fight? Israel. His last fight was. Oh, oh yeah, Israel Gonzalez. Yes, Israel yeah. Gonzalez. Yes, yes, yes. You know, who, 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 you know, isn't a world beater, but is a top ten, uh, uh top ten guy. So let's say the Bevo, uh, let's say he beats Zerto, but it's controversial or is close, right? Would that would that sway you from going bam above him? Yeah. Uh, w- no, no, I, 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 I got, I got Bam number one. Even if, even oh, if Bam, the, you got Bam number one right now. Okay, even, okay. Even if Bivol wins against Zerto, I still got Bam. Now, uh, if if it's close against uh, uh, Zerto, or if it's controversial against Zerto, then I got Garcia number two. And I was thinking too, because like, okay, so we 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 saw Bam's last fight, and it was, it, it I think it was in with the guy that was pretty tough, but we just didn't, you know, we weren't aware of him too much. And he didn't have that that name power that maybe Sorum Vasai had or Quadras had. Yeah. But you've seen a little bit, maybe a fatigue in him. Maybe, you know, I don't know if he gets that fourth fight in the year, right, that they want him to get. I don't now, know. Now, if Garcia can get a, uh, one more fight this year, I think he could I think he could, he could steal fight of the year. I mean, listen, if he could get a – you know, I don't know who. Let me look at the top ten at one thirty. Because what about I, a Chris Colbert re- rematch? I, I keep saying this. What about Chris Colbert? I rematch? mean, I, I, you know, it's funny. They had a back and forth on Instagram. I had posted it on Twitter, and uh, Hector Garcia was like, "Yo, bro, you haven't even fought since I beat you." Like, like it's you true. get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, not only did I beat you, I beat a guy ranked ahead of you with a belt, and you want a rematch? Like, he's like, kind of, he's kind of looking at it like. Or go earn some, go beat somebody. Then maybe you know, like let's say your your next fight would have been against Oscar Valdez. Hypothetically speaking, let's ignore promotional issues. He didn't say that. I'm saying this, but yeah. had he beat Oscar Valdez after losing to Garcia, Garcia won't be Gutierrez. He could be like, "Yo, what's up? I beat Valdez. Now, now I want you." You know, he could have had a case, but his he's looking at it like, "Yo, bro, you ran in the fight, and you you you, you haven't done anything to prove that." Know, you deserve a rematch. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I just think, like name wise, I mean, that's a good name, and he's already right there. And there's a storyline built in. Hey, the thing is, at one thirty, there's really no names. It's unfortunate that you know our, the best Dominican box is in a division where there's not really where he can like gain a name. Like the only other name on there was Shakur, which was never going to happen due to mm-hmm. ESPBC. And then you add another layer to it that he missed weight and, and got his belts vacated and announced he's moving up to 135. So it's like, fuck. I, I got another name for you that I think would be interesting. And I don't know where he is with his injury, but Gary Russell. I would love that fight. Because Gary, yeah. uh, you, you know what's funny? You know Tuslick? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I actually, I actually met him in person here in New York. He he told me he was in New York and he wanted to link up. So I was like, fuck it. We met up. We had a few drinks and a, a fight he suggested. He was like, yo, what do you think of Leo, Leo Santa Cruz versus Hector Luis Garcia? I was like, bro, I love that fight because it, it, it is, you know, it's 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 a big enough name and it's not that much of a risk where he can get that win and get the notoriety like of beating a Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. That'd be that'd be a perfect fight for him. No, if, if Leo Santa Cruz had moved down, you know what I mean? That would that would have been perfect. No, but just move him up for a title. Yeah, shot. no, you could, you could, you could do that. Especially like let's say if he beats uh. Uh, Ray Vargas, right, and then comes up to fight uh, Garcia. I mean, yeah, that, that would that would be it. Would be interesting to Leo Santa Cruz too, because it'd be like an interesting way to possibly end his career with beating Vargas. And if he could pull off the Garcia one, then that'd be, you know, icing on the cake for him. No, and, and but it, it's such a it's such a uh, Garcia is such a breath of fresh air. He's the first Dominican since Joan Guzman, where people who are not Dominican are like talking about him, like. Have we seen this guy? This guy is pretty good. This like people one I know, but I, I feel like everybody knew after the Chris Colbert fight that that wasn't a, a like a one that wasn't a fluke. We all saw what we saw. We're like, oh no, that guy's good. And then if there were any doubters, what he did to Gutierrez, yo, straight up dominated him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So no, yeah, he did. He did. And yeah. I thought when he, even like when it got a little tough for him, I thought he made it tougher on himself. I, I thought like he could have just continued the domination even when it got a little later in the fight where you know like Gutierrez finally started landing, but I, I really thought that that was more what Garcia was doing than what uh, Gutierrez was doing to him. Yeah, so like it, I think if you know boxing, you know that he's a good fighter, and you know that he's a serious threat for anybody, and that would have included Shakur. Now, does he beat Shakur? No, I, I mean I don't want to say no. I, I, I yeah, you just you leaning, you might lean Shakur, but you don't know. I, I you don't know. You got to see it play out. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to dismiss Garcia's yeah, chance. No. Anybody south of 130 is how old is he? How old is he? he's like 25, 26? Uh, unfortunately, he's 30. He's 30 years old already. Okay, I was thinking maybe move up. Does he have? Does he have a possibly moving up? But when I ended, just, uh, I ended when I, I as you know I covered the event, so I was mm-hmm. there um, after the fight. I interviewed him, and uh, he told me. It's on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. Uh, it, he told me that he wants to make one defense of his title. Uh, well, at the time, he said he either wants to unify with Shakur, which we know that wouldn't have happened, and definitely now is not going to happen. Or And if he can't, that fight can't happen, he wants to defend his title uh, at least once at 130. He wants to fight as a champion and then move up to 135. Oh, so he does want to move to 135. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. But, he, but he, says, he says he wants one more at 130. Yeah, and I would look for a name. That's what I'm saying. I think Chris Colbert, the rematch, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. And Gary, like Gary Russell, I don't know where he's at. But I know that he was already talking about coming up uh, to, Leo, to 130. Leo. I want Leo. That's that's not bad either. But you just have to wait a while for that one. That's the only problem with that. Yeah, it won't happen this year. But I, honestly, I don't, I don't think he's – I don't think uh, – I don't think – like Gary had shoulder surgery. I mean, Chris Colbert be, seems to be like the only one that I realistically can. Yep, that time that one makes sense. That one makes sense. I want to see it. I think there'll be a lot of trash talking that, a lot of buildup, and that'd be good for Garcia to yeah, get a fight like that. Colbert is definitely the best trash talker in boxing. He may not be the best. He's, he's pretty funny. Yeah, I like. What, I think he needs to be in front of a mic more. What was that? He needs to be in front of a mic more. 
I like. I think he's funny when he talks. I would. I wish his trash talk was as good as you know his fighting skills. <laughs> he's not. I'm saying like his trash is on a thousand, man. You know that my controversial take, right? The one you're not gonna like. Yeah, I know your dumbass take. <laughs> Chris Covers would beat Garcia. Yeah, nah, that that. I mean, I don't know what you saw in the first fight to make you think that, but like, you know, I'll, explain, I mean, I'll tell you right now. Chris Colbert went in there, right? Because remember, Garcia was a late replacement. Mm-hmm. He went in there with absolutely no respect for Garcia. He went in there like if he was going to march down Garcia. And it's not that Chris Colbert never fights, right? If you see it, it's similar to honestly how Floyd fought Conor McGregor. And that's the only way to explain it. And I know that's a strange way to explain it, but that's the only way I can explain it. I have no idea what that means, but go ahead. Okay, he went in there with a high guard. He marched him down and thought that he would just make Hector Garcia waste his shots on his arm while he marched him down. And then eventually he would just start landing shots and applying pressure to him. Now, the one thing is when you when you come back, style especially not a style that you usually do right and there's a point where you could see he realized like my shots aren't gonna hurt this guy right so he has to get back to boxing that's really hard to do it's really hard to go in with one style and to come back and do another but really honestly like only like really top top fighters can switch styles in the middle of a fight so chris Colbert has to go back to boxing in a fight that he's already losing he has to go back to boxing and he never ever catches the rhythm for it Ever, ever. And when he finally maybe seems like he might get something, he gets dropped. Like, it's all goes south for him in that fight. I think if he starts boxing in that fight, now it's not a guarantee he wins. Like I'm saying, not like, oh, for sure, but I would pick him to win. I think if he starts out boxing in that fight, I think it's just a really different fight. And I want to see what that fight looks like if he starts all out right. get, get go. Oh, Okay, well, you started off, oh, you know it was a late replacement. All right, if that was if that was Garcia with three weeks' notice, imagine him with a no. That's a, see, that's a that's a hundred percent a fair point. That's what I'm saying. It's hundred percent a fair point. I think the fight just looks different in the rematch. I'm not saying that it's because it was a late replacement. I'm just saying that Chris Colbert is the kind of guy that you you know that he has a little bit of arrogance to him, he got a little a lot of confidence to him, and I think that he really thought like this guy's not on my level. He's a late replacement, and he thought like that process. Now I'm not saying not- that. He definitely did overlook. He definitely yeah, did Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I just think the rematch, I just think the fight looks different. Nah, I, nah, I, he, there's video evidence that, he, you know, um, <laughs> that he, over, like in the press conference, they were like, you know, this guy Garcia, he got a lot of knockouts. He was like, who the hell he knocked out? <laughs> and, and then they talked about his amateur experience. He's talking about he don't he don't care about his amateur experience. And it's like, yo, the guy has three hundred amateur fights. I, I mean, I think you should care, bro. And he was like, oh, he a bum and this and that. And he really just thought Garcia was sweet, and that was far from it. That was far from it. Yeah, like man, think about Garcia's whole career change off this uh, late notice fight. Like whole, whole thing, like it's complete. Completely blew up now. Like he's completely a top level fighter. We're talking about fight, possibly a fighter of the year, just because he, he was ready for his late replacement. Like a lot of fighters, you know, like take, you know, they, they get out of shape or they do all these things. And this dude was ready to go. No, he was ready to go. And what's amazing about that is uh, his trainer Ismail Salas was, uh, I think he was in Scotland training Robesi Ramirez. So he had a train with his assistant trainer in uh, what's his name, Bob Santos, who now is his full tra- full time trainer. But point is, that was kind of like, uh, uh, you know, not only did they take the fight on three weeks no- three weeks notice, 
he also had to start training with his assistant trainer, not his head trainer. So there was an adjustment period there. It, it, like that that story of him beating Colbert is pretty remarkable. It's a it's a great story, man. Okay, I, I maybe you did a podcast. I don't. I, I remember you announced something, but I don't know if it ever happened. What happened there with that with the trainer? Um. I, I got I got Ismael Salah's side of the story. I ain't get Bob Santos' side of the story. So okay. Ismael Salah says uh, he first of all, this is me, Broadway Joel talking. This is not from nobody. Yeah, yeah. This guy spreads himself thin, man. It's this guy best. got like a fucking thousand fighters. So this is again, that's me talking. That's not nothing nobody told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now uh so whatever. So Ismael Salas, he went on Facebook Live. And he was saying that he got he got cameras all over his gym, right? And that he could see, you know, from his phone if something's happening in the gym. Okay. He was in Japan training Ioka for a fight. And the Dominican fighters, he left with his assistant. So uh he's this uh Salas claims that Bob Santos wasn't taking his fighters to the gym. He said, y'all, I, I was checking for my phone, the, my cameras. They were never going to the gym. So I called. I'm like, yo, what's up? Where are my Dominicans at? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, your wife not let That Bob Santos was like, your wife not letting me bring uh, my fighters to to, to spar. He, she, they not letting me to bring sparring partners. So I'm taking them to other gyms to spar. He's like, yo, that's not true. Like, my wife would never say something like that. Like, I, I've run a gym for this long. I know about it. So he called his wife. His wife said that that was a lie. And also, Bob Santos, he has two sons that, like, help him out, like, give water to, to the fighters, like, you know, like, you know, wrap their gloves. Yeah, yeah. You know, shit like that. Yeah, assistant. He's like, yo, his, his son's always in the gym talking shit, like, you know, distracting the fighters from training. And um, so... What where they left off was he was like he told all the Dominican fighters he goes all right you because Bob Santos originally is a strength and conditioning coach he goes all right you use Bob Santos outside of my gym but don't bring him to my gym and I'm gonna just train you here so they all agreed and then last minute he was like you know what fuck that shit yo and I, I don't want to train none of y'all all the, uh, so he got rid of all the Dominican oh so he decided that yeah he dropped oh the, he, okay okay. So it was Victor Santillan, uh, Carlos Adamez, Hector Luis Garcia, Alberto Puello, and uh, Eric Mini Pac-Man Rosa. And and so so they went and started training with the conditioning coach as their head boxing trainer? Well, yes, yes. Because Bob Santos, uh, he's been around boxing for a long time. Like he uh, he he he's worked with Robert Guerrero his whole career. And uh, a few other a few of the fighters. And um, so he's been around boxing for about 30, 30 years. And he's like, he, he's like, this is his first time being a head, head trainer. But he's like, I was the one who trained Garcia for the first fight. So you have to give me credit for that. Yeah, yeah. He, he trained Pueyo for the, the, the fight against Akhmadov. And he trained Garcia for this fight. He's like, yo, like, I, my life, I, I interviewed him. And he didn't want to talk about it. He was like, oh, listen, I'm leaving all that in the rear view mirror. I'm moving forward, blah, blah, blah. But when we talked about it, he was like, you know, this is the most important time of his life. This is when he's becoming a trainer. He, he's, this is first time having a full... Uh, uh, stable. Full stable. 
And he's like, hey, man. And he told me that he, at one point for the Colbert fight, that they were running low on uh, spawn partners. And he got in there and sparred with Garcia. What the hell? How old is he? He's like in his 50s. Oh, okay. But I'm sure Garcia, I mean, I doubt Garcia was blasting out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just getting his work in. He was just getting some rounds in. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, Sean Porter and his dad when they had a spar. Yeah, so basically, yeah, that's how it is. I mean, like, like I said, the guy's been been around boxing for a while. Actually, when I went to Vegas and I met up with with Garcia and Pollo, it, it was in a it was in Robert Guerrero's house. They were trying. He has a big garage where he made it into a gym, and okay. yeah, it was Robert Guerrero's house. It was pretty cool. Oh, so that's where you were at for that for when you took a picture with them? Yeah, yeah, it was Robert. Oh, okay, Guerrero. okay, okay, okay. That's crazy. That's a crazy story. That's. I didn't know. I thought for some reason they left. They all abandoned uh, Ishmael Salas. But I mean, they they were upset that you know, like, yo, the guy's going to Japan to train Ioka. Then he's in Scotland training Robesi. Then he's in you know in the UK training Joe Joyce. And then it's like, all right, when the fuck are you gonna like? We came out here to train with you. And you you wouldn't know these other countries training. Like we train yeah. with your assistants. That's what happens to all the trainers. You know what I mean? You notice that when a guy gets a hot the when a guy becomes a name, right? And I'm sure that happened to Sauce when he when you guys won, right? Um yeah. that uh when they when they become a name, they they get all these guys. Everybody wants to go there. They're the new hot camp, they're the new uh, hot trainer, and everybody wants to go with them. And you saw with Canelo's trainer. Right, you see, I've seen this happen with Freddie Roach. I've seen it happen with everyone. Right, you get a guy comes in. This is the guy. Everybody goes to him, and then what happens is they get way too many guys, and they can't train them all. It's just not. It's just not possible. It's not possible, yeah. honestly, to train all these guys. Some guys are year round, and it's also too like these guys' schedules. Like some guys need to be year round. They can't. They have to constantly be at the gym. They need someone constantly watching them. Then there's guys that I'll come in just right before my fight, and to get all those guys, it's just not gonna work. And then you're gonna be with his assistant who. Is an assistant for a reason, you know what I mean? And then it's uh you're not you're getting less. And I've seen it happen to a lot of good fighters before. They're yeah, just suddenly I, and, with the assistant. And and that's that's what Ismael Salah said. It well, and he tried to justify. He was like, I'm not the only trainer who had who travels and trains other people and has a lot. And he goes, Everybody does that. Like, and he started he mentioned uh he was like that Lara didn't have his trainer in his corner for the Paul Williams fight. And he's like, and nobody criticized Ronnie Shields for, for, cause he was busy. I forgot who he was training at that time. He's like, nobody criticized him. He goes, it's just, is boxing. You know, when you're a big time trainer, you're going to have a lot of fighters. They have to understand that. And, you know, I was like, I see his point, but I also see like the other guy's points. Like, yo, like you only get one career. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and if you're not priority, I mean, for any fighter, I would. That's what my. If I was a manager for a fighter, and I'd be like, if your name, you're not priority here, let's go somewhere where you are priority. You yeah, know I mean, that's the thing because, it, like you said, you only have one career, but also like it just there's just boxing takes so much like intricate things, and it's like it's like a football a head coach just like oh, I got to go coach coach another team for right now. It's like, well, what the hell? We're in the middle of this. And it was just like, well, that's what holding happened with Canelo's team, right? That the guys were like, hey, we were there and we weren't even working with the head trainer. We were working with his assistants. And they're not going to see what he sees. They're not going to be able to take you to that next level. Or if they would, they have their own gyms. So, like, that's usually how it plays out. So, yeah, they made the right decision, in my opinion, that, to separate from him if they're not getting the attention they need. And obviously, he would, they were not priorities to him. 
Nah, it, it, exactly, bro. It, it's it, and, and now and now they got Bob Santos. One thing I could say is Bob Santos actually cares, man. Uh, they will. Uh, so when I went to Florida, all the Dominicans were out there. They were telling me how, and and Dominicans were very religious. They were telling me how Bob takes them to the church every Sunday with him. He brings in a, a, a spiritual, uh, uh, like a spiritual coach to the camp to help everybody, like uh, uh, you know. You know, spiritually, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And um, he also brings somebody who, uh, like a, a mental health coach, like to make sure they write. So he genuinely, genuinely cares. And they were all telling me, like, how they were bringing guys to the gym and he would train them for free, work their corner, wouldn't charge them. Like, you know what I'm saying? And all that seems to pay off now. You know, he, he yeah, did a he lot did. of he, he put the work in he, to get to gain that trust and put his name out there. Yeah, and I have a good relationship with him. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing, bro. Oh, I, I'm glad I'm on. I'm, I'm I'm on this live with you. I just want to say thanks, bro. Uh, you gave me this. Uh, you, you gave me the nickname "Voice of Dominican Boxing." It was yes, just kind of, kind of something that stuck with me, and 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 I really am the voice of Dominican boxing. Bro. You are. I tell you, I didn't say I didn't say empty. I, I knew exactly what I was saying. And I said, I said, that's exactly what this guy is. And I knew it. I was like, this guy has the, he's got the, the thing here that he's going to capture because no one else is doing it. And it, dude, I'm telling you, you are the good luck charm for Dominican boxing because it has blew, blown up from that <laughs> moment. I'm telling you right now, it has blown up from that moment. It's amazing. It's an amazing run. Yo, it's it, it, it's insane. I like, I, I, I like, uh, it's amazing what's happened this year, man. Edwin de los Santos was the exclamation point. To what happened August twentieth when we got two champions? Bro. Yeah, it really was. I tell you, when that happened, I, that's why I was like, "Oh, that, that this is." I mean, we had to talk about how amazing this is. And no, if, I'll tell you right now, if you, you were talking about this Dominican card, if it doesn't happen now, it makes zero sense. Yeah, if it, it doesn't it, happen right now, the thing is, I had on I, I had on Nesta Gibbs from the Boxing Voice on my channel, right? Okay. And what he told me, he goes, yo, there's just certain de certain Latino demographics that just don't buy tickets. He's like, yo, Mexicans and Puerto Ricans, you know they're going to buy. He was like, yo, Cubans, yeah, they put a fight in Florida, nobody fucking shows up. And that's what he said. And I'm like, all right, but they haven't done it with Dominicans in yeah, New York. Well, uh, yeah, find out. You know what I mean? You can't just say, you know what I mean? Find out. Find out if they go or not. And, and, and... On top of that, when the fuck would like what Dominican fight in two thousand and eight would you have wanted to see in Madison Square Garden? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, like you got to take that chance and find out if you have we all got, those guys on one card. It, yeah. some, come on, there's it's gonna be buzz, and they're cheap. They're cheap. You tell yeah, me how, yeah. how much how much money is Garcia making? Come on, how much yeah. money is Michelle making? How much money is Elvis making? How much money are these guys making? These guys ain't making fucking. Five million dollars each. They're making hundreds of thousands. You put yeah. off all of them on a card against decent opponent, and I guarantee you uh, that our people show up. I, I believe it. I believe it. There's just it's just like one of those things you can just kind of feel it, right? Like there's a little movement going. You got enough buzz. I think the, the word is going to spread. I think that I think that would do well, and I, I think they should definitely try it. I mean, to find out, right? Yeah, man. I I, I mean, again, I, let. They need they need to focus on making Michelle Rivera and Elvis Rodriguez a star. Elvis Rodriguez, he got the good looks, he got the power, he knocks people out. 
Uh, he's in a, the best division in boxing, in my opinion, and or in second, according to you, because I, I know you like 115. 115, yeah. Yeah, but, you, you know, you can see what I'm saying when I say 140 stacked, right? No, yeah, it's the, the depth in it is insane. And it, it's so, so much depth that there's depth in two promotions, which is rarely happens in a weight division, where yeah. two promotions could be like, yeah, I got a, f- a full stable here, and the other one's like, yeah, I have a full stable here. Yeah, so it, it's like it's like he's in the perfect division. He's good looking. He has connections to uh, there's a Dominican rapper who has over a million uh, followers on Instagram who who be reposting him on his IG every now and then. Uh, you know, he had that buzz from ESPN. He fought on the Canelo on the card, so th- they have that. They need to make that guy start. And the same thing with Michelle Rivera. Michelle Rivera, he's in 135, which is a, also I I don't, don't want to say blazing hot division but it's a it's a division with haney garcia tank loma you know th- those are names and, and we we could get these two guys they're young enough you know and, and they both have their shtick uh michelle rivera some people don't like the the muhammad ali thing some people I do but point so is, people i would lose it if i was him i would lose it. no I, I would too i would too but point is the the it, it's kind of like what we were saying earlier with Tyson Fury. It's something that people are gonna talk about. Oh, I hate it. All right. Oh, well, now you're talking about it. Now you know who he is. Yeah, that's true. I I think that he needs and he should be asking for every day the Rolly Romero fight. Bro, me too, man. But Rolly, I think that's Rolly the don't name. want that smoke. Rolly, maybe Rolly not. Rolly. Maybe not. But that's the fight they're looking for. Look for him, or I'm looking for Frank Martin. One of these guys. I'm I'm saying, give me then if I can't get Tank. Give me the next. Give me the, the. Give me a guy that is in the top five that we have of the PBC. I know the PBC universe. I the, those one of their top five guys. Give me one of them. Anyone? Give me Cruz. Give me Zach Cruz. Give me one I, of them. I told him. I told him that once he gets his fight announced, his fight announced officially with an opponent on uh, October fifteenth, he's fighting on that Wilder undercard. That I'm gonna have him on my channel. So. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be like, yo, you you, you got to do a little bit more in terms of like making your name out there with these opponents. You got to press these dudes or something. Crash a fucking press conference. Yeah, well, I mean, he he's gonna fight on this card. Win, get someone to interview, and just say if Tank don't want to do it, and just go at Tank, go at the whole thing, and then just be like, I'll take Rolly Romero. If he doesn't want to do it. I'll take Cruz. If he doesn't want to do it, I'll take Frank Martin. If he doesn't, and just go the whole list and be like, there has to be someone willing to do it because I'm willing yeah. to do it. That's what he needs. I, I, I don't I, like to me, if I'm PBC, right? This is what I would do. And maybe he will. I mean, it depends how, 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 how much punishment he takes in this fight. But if he could get this, get out unscathed, I'll put him on the, on the card. Against Ro- with Rolly Merrill on the undercard of Tank versus Ryan, if that happens, and then put Isaac Cruz against De Los Santos on that undercard. I love that. That'd be stacked. that's a full lightweight, full lightweight, full lightweight. Losers could fight each other, and the winners could fight each other. Absolutely. Underrated thing of those things is their schedules match up. See, that's another thing that people don't think about. Schedules have to match up, right? You put a guy, you put the guys on, and they fight like three months apart. And then you're like, oh, how are they going to fight each other now? You put them on the same card, right? The schedules match up. That's the best part. You leave that with winners being able, like you said, winners and losers being able to fight each other, and on the same schedule, three months from now, four months from now, they'll be able to fight each other. That that's that 
that's what Don King used to do with the heavyweights. I don't know if you remember. Don King used to put a whole heavyweight card. And you'd be like, wow, what are these big dudes fighting on these? Yeah, you know what? And then, like you said, in two, three, four months later, they could fight each other. Why? Because they just fought on the same day. In the late 90s and early 2000s, those cards were terrible, though. But, yes, he did do that. But those cards were god-awful in like the, or the early 2000s, I would say. They were at their worst. I was on, I was here. Were you, you were on here? Yeah, you were on here, and they were telling me that the oh god, the uh, Polo was telling me that like Samuel Peters could compete with heavyweights today. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness Sam- gracious. Goodness. The thing gracious. is, Samuel Peter had crazy power, but at heavyweight power is overrated because everybody could punch. Yeah, and it was like power at that time. Like I'm telling you, everything at that time, I was not like. I don't think it compares to today. I really don't. No, I just I don't, like. You know. I don't think he would beat Fury or, or Joshua or Wilder. I, I I don't think that. But I do think he can crack and at any moment he could end the fight. But at the, at heavyweight, everybody has that equalizer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look at look at Fury was never like uh, known for being that that heavy of a puncher. And like, look at him now. He's like a KO artist. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I remember. I remember Wilder calling him feather fisted at the press conference, and he's the one who got knocked out twice. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was. The, you know, the you guys are big enough. You know, what I mean, he can land on you. You're gonna be a problem. Yeah, you, what'd you think of? Uh, what'd you think of Joe Joyce? Did you see that fight? I did. I did. I ca- I came away impressed with like I I I I've never been a Joe Joyce fan. Let me just start that off because he's so fucking slow, man. But I don't know if he's doing something that's like I I just don't know what he's doing that is it's effective it's effective and I know he and I know he got power I I, I want to know if he's really left handed and just fights orthodox because his jab his jab is hook, powerful goodness gracious oh, and knowing that left hook look how he ended the fight and and, and he was landing left hooks uh, as uh, throughout the whole night. Yeah, you know what he has is um his underrated distance. He he actually has underrated legs. He keeps a good distance the whole time. He's putting pressure on you, and even when he gets on the inside, he takes a step back. He's like in perfect range to hit you. Like he his his range pressure is pretty damn good. Like there was points in the fight where I thought he took rounds off, but he was still like making jo- uh Parker work just by being in his range. It was like, yeah, hey, I'm in your range. You're gonna have to do something. You're gonna have to move. You have to punch. You're gonna have to do something. I'm gonna force something out of you. His legs are very good. I think his legs are really good. He's slow as molasses. I agree with you on that. I, yeah. I compare him to like, honestly, like a tsunami. Like, you know, like a tsunami when it hits, the most damage that happens is from the debris in the tsunami's taking, right? It's taking all this debris and smashing into people when it goes into them. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. His range pressure is the water, but it's then he's hitting you with shots and you're getting hit with all this like debris. And it's like, the, it's these, I can just see everyone just breaks. Everyone is just falls apart. And I was just thinking like Joseph Parker, who was just going to react. He's not a guy that is calculated with this stuff. He reacts. You get in his range, he's going to punch. And this guy was just like, okay, I'm constantly in your range. How long can you do this? And it, it, you could see right away that he was, like, gassing out. Like, he was like, I'm not going to be able to keep this pace. No, no. I Listen, uh, he, he did a great job, man. Uh, controlling the distance, hurting him with the jab, mm-hmm. like breaking. I, 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 I don't, I've never heard. I've never said this, but he literally broke him down with the jab. Yeah, yeah, and and if you can land a, a power job consistently, and as powerful as Joe Joyce is, he can hurt anybody because a jab is very easy to land. 
you know, like, you know, even if you're a great boxer, you, you, you're going to hit hit with a few jabs throughout a fight, especially if somebody has a, has a sharp jab. Uh, and if he can land his power jab consistently on anybody, he has a shot. Yeah. And his best ability is his chin. I mean, uh, I was thinking, I, I was, I think I retweeted what I tweeted when he fought Daniel Dubois and Daniel Dubois was supposed to be the gifted fighter in that fight. He had the speed, he had the power. He was a guy that had all the gifts. And then Joe Joyce was just a big lumbering guy. I think Joe Joyce is the most gifted, one of the more gifted guys in the heavyweight division. He was gifted with the best chin in the world. He could take any shot on right on the chin, and he is not going to phase you. Like that right there, and the the stamina for his size are amazing gifts. Like there are some of the na- most natural ability you can possibly get and ask is, for in the heavyweight division. Is there any truth to the rumor he's half Mexican? I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I'm, I'm I hope joking. Straight from, no, no I know you're joking, but I hope he's straight from TJ. Honestly, that'd, Yo, that'd, that'd be beautiful. Solid, man. He walking around, just walking through punches in the heavyweight I'm, division. That's why him and Wilder, to me, is like the most interesting heavyweight fight. It's an immovable object versus unstoppable force. I mean, that's just really is. It's that chin versus that right hand. I want to see it. I need to see it. It's not I want to see it. I need to see what happens. It's like a, it's almost like a, a scientific experiment at this point. It's beyond yeah. the fight. I need to know what wins. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to get if while the be hilarious he we're gonna get uh him against andy ruiz yeah yeah and i don't like you know i think that fight's gonna have a lot of buzz to it i i think wilder puts him to sleep um but i I think that fight's gonna have a lot of buzz to it i I agree i agree i i i think andy ruiz peaked at that aj knockout and then you know I, i haven't liked what i've seen from him since you know the weird thing is I kind of liked the uh, Areola fight. I thought that he had got dropped. Got dropped. Fight. No, I know I understand that, but like it's kind of reminds me like they're almost like the Ryan Garcia when he got dropped by Campbell. It's like once he got dropped, I know that everything was going to be negative from that point. He did some good stuff in that fight, and he actually boxed pretty well. If you see where he kind of like starts moving backwards, I was like, I, I kind of like what he's doing in here. I mean, but he, he didn't get the knockout like Ryan did. No, that's true. That's true. But I just I don't know. Just things I liked in it. And now he lo- he changes trainers. He kind of goes back to his old style of like. You know, he waits for you to come in and he's going to respond. But I thought when in that Ariola fight, when he's boxing, I was like, oh, I think there's some interesting things that he could learn. He could kind of keep building off of it. And he just, you know, like I said, the, tra- the trainer switch, they don't have the same vision for him. And he, they, he's obviously just going to stick to his style. Do you give him any chance against Wilder? No. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think so either. I, I, feel, I feel like, I feel like Andy Ruiz is not going to outbox Wilder. And because just the height difference is too much, right? And then, all right, so that means, you know, it, let's just say I was picking him to win. It would have to be by knockout. So I'm like, yo, that's not happening, man. He's not knocking Wilder out. Wilder, you know, he, he's a tough dude, man. Like, he, 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 you know, what, what, and we'll, we'll, I know we disagree as far as where his skills is. One thing we can say is he don't have heart, and he fought really, really hard in that those two Tyson Fury fights. And uh, the one he got stopped, the, the, the corner stopped it. He wanted to continue, and he wasn't wasn't necessarily like you know falling all over the floor. Although I'm not too against the stoppage, but I, I what I'm trying to say is like he, he didn't look chinny. Same thing. Oh no, the- yeah. And the same thing in the in the in the third fight, he got stopped, and that was a pretty vicious knockout. But that was after taking some brutal punishment for fucking eleven rounds straight. 
Yeah, it, you know, a lot of fighters say like, "Oh, I'll die in there. I'm gonna go to war. I'm gonna, you know, I'll, uh, I'm gonna keep coming, even if I'm hurt. I'm gonna keep coming." And and you know, they don't really mean it, right? They don't really mean it. They don't know until you're in there, right? You don't really know if someone means it. Wilder means it, 100. He means it. I, I, 100. If he has a pulse, if he has, if he can still stand, he's gonna go in there looking to knock a head off. He will not give up in a fight, even if he's taking a brutal beating. He doesn't. He, he is 100 backs 100% what he's saying. If he's saying he'll die in there, I truly believe that he would. That, that That's just his mentality, and it's been proven. To me, you can, you can say that all you want, but it has to be proven. Okay, It has to be proven. He's proven I, it. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. He, he's definitely proven it. And, uh, again, I'm not uh, necessarily a fan of him and, or a fan of his style, but I'm not going to take away that he's a fucking warrior, man. That dude is definitely somebody who will go out in this shield. And that that's something, whether I like him or not, I have to respect. I think he's, and he's getting older. He thinks he's like 38, 39 years old right now. I yeah, he's, like a, I don't know if he's that old, but he's definitely at, at Let me see. Old, I think he is. He, yeah. I think he's like 36, but I could be wrong. Oh, I hope so. That'd be it. My Wilder is, I hate when they don't have the age. Like, what? Well, that's the one thing I need. You don't have that. Let's see here. Yeah. He's thirty six. Oh no, nah, we got time with him. Oh, yeah, I told I you. I knew, older, I, yeah. I knew. I'm like I'm Joe Joyce. Out. Okay, I'm gonna say Joe Joyce is older. I think he's like 38, 39, But let's find yeah, out. Yeah, I, I I believe I believe you're right there. I believe you're right. He's like thirty. I think he's thirty eight, if I'm not mistaken. Joe but they Joyce say is thirty seven. Oh, we got time with these guys. Heavyweight, okay. that's still good. You're still good. You're still good. Yeah, I, no. I, we can still make that fight. I'm not. They, I haven't gave up on that one. Oh, Huey had us. Huey had us at thirty seven. Thank yeah. you, Huey. Um, yo, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got Huey on, man. He was on the comments. I sent the link, but he didn't. He didn't join. No, no, no. That's not. That's not wild. Well. Yo, Huey, when the fuck are you gonna start that YouTube channel, bro? This is true. This is true. Huey's got a better setup than I do. I mean, that's the honest yo, truth bro, of it. If I was to see Huey in the street, I was stone cold stunning him <laughs> just off the street of that. <laughs> I'm like, yo, go support his podcast. I'm thinking my man had a podcast. <laughs> He's got to get it going. Huey, 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 my guy. Huey's definitely my guy, and he knows he's welcome on my channel anytime. But damn, bro, start that channel up, man. Uh, Carlos, Carlos said um, he got the YouTube premium now, so he, he's ready to go for the rescoring. Uh, you know how I feel about that. He, Huey's laughing. He, he'll start it up. Nah, nah. It's, it takes a lot of steps. You know, it's hard to get past that thing where you're like, get going. I, th I think he was just intimidated. He's set up so well. He's a knowledgeable boxing fan. Honestly. Oh, he was, yeah, he was sharp when it comes to boxing. Yeah, no, nah, he knows boxing. He knows He's sharp boxing. when it comes to MMA, too. He's sharp when he watches jujitsu. Like, this dude knows his stuff. Yeah, when he yeah, starts it up, it's like, very interesting. MMA. I'm not necessarily against it, but I don't know shit about MMA. But uh, as, he knows boxing, and he has connections through me, through you. Uh, I don't know if he knows truth, but uh point is he, he knows people in the YouTube boxing community. My man has a starter sign. Man, just start it. Start it tomorrow. Make a fucking logo tomorrow. Think of a name tomorrow. Just make a four-minute video. Yeah, it's true. I'm telling you, though, like, the, uh, as far as, like, these lives, the lives are kind of intimidating. Like, they take a little time to, like, sometimes I just sit in front of my computer for, like, a half hour, and I'm just like, oh, like, I have to get this started. But wh and, why? Why Why do you get intimidated? 
I don't know. It's just because you have to be like you're you're going live, like it's live. It's like some, sometimes when I do my regular podcast, like I take like three restarts. Like I'll stumble out the gate and I won't be feeling it. And I'll be like, okay, now restart that, restart that, restart that. And this one, you got to get going. And sometimes, like I don't have a guest, like right, like say if you weren't doing this today, I just have to be talking to myself. Now, forty minutes in, I could keep going. I could go about three hours, right, talking to myself. But it's you have to get that point to where you get comfortable. So like, especially if I take a break from doing the live, if I take a like a two week break from doing a live, going back to a live is really hard. It's a really challenging. I mean, you know what it is? Uh, I guess I got the experience, but like I, I'm used to now, like talking to myself. And, and you know what's funny? I used to get people calling in all the time. I used to be like, yo, the link is pinned to the top of the chat. Anybody wants to call in? Yeah, I used to get callers all the time. Now, yo, I, sometimes I'll be begging for, I'll be like, yo, could one of y'all fucking click the link? Like, what's up? Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to get people to, uh, to get the chat, but. It is what it is. I, I, I'm like I can talk to myself all day. Like I said, I, don't, I like the sound of my own voice. I'm have one of those you, people. Have you have you gotten a prank call yet? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I got I got one that got on actually on the podcast, and then I get those people like where they're just on the bottom, like in this uh, the hangout area right here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if I look at it, I'll just be like, nah. And I, usually, I only put on people that I know because I don't want a chance anymore. I had a guy in here who's just like yelling the n word like a thousand times. Like, not gotta deal with that. So, oh man, yeah. nah, nah. The only thing I've had on is uh, somebody called me. I had just made a video. I, I I don't know what I said about Devin Haney, but it, it was it was negative though. It was in a positive. <laughs> okay. And somebody called, and I'm like, "Yo, what's up? Like, what's your question?" And it, it sounded like a 14 year old. Was like, yeah, hey, yeah. Man, you're fucking biased, man. <laughs> I was like. I, I, like I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about something like where I couldn't be biased. I was like, biased about what? He goes, delete your channel. You're biased, and he hung up. And then I was like, what the fuck? That was some weirdo shit. Call back, motherfucker. So I, I'm like, I'm telling him to call back, and then he starts writing in the chat. And I'm like, he said, you're a clown. I was like, your mother's a clown. And he was like, <laughs> he was gonna talk about my mother. I'm like, bro, you, how are you gonna disrespect me and then get mad when I disrespect you back? And, and he was like, and then he started talking, and then he he said, "Oh, what you said about Devin Haney and this and that." I was like, "All right." I was like, "Well, why don't you call back and we can have this conversation?" But he didn't want to call back. He didn't want that smoke. Do you remember when I said that uh, Devin Haney had like one of the weakest uh, undisputed runs? I was like, he has like one part of the weaker undisputed runs. I put it on Twitter. I I mean I I've never been called like a racist more in my life. I've never been attacked more uh, verbally. I mean that was a long day. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I went to sleep that day, I was so tired. I was exhausted. Yo, but I don't understand. Like pe- I, what I don't like is that people people like really like if you disagree with them and you're not of the race of the fighter you're disagreeing with, you're automatically racist. Yeah, I, I that that day I felt that that day that's what I felt, and I was like. I don't know. And then I went, I, I, I went on like with the spaces and I was getting attacked there. And, you know, I, I, of course, I'm not going to just, you know, I'll, I'll back up anything I say. I don't just say just to say it. I'm not going to run for what I said. So I yeah, went, yeah, you yeah. know, backed it up what I said, but it was just tiring. It was a, it was a long day. I'm not going to lie. Like when I went to sleep that day, I was like, this, this is a long one. This is a long. And I, I, mean, I, knew, it was, I knew it was going to be a long one when I woke up because I looked at the thing and I had about like 100, uh, you know, tweets back at me. And I was like, oh, what did I tweet that was like this crazy? And I saw the Devin Haney one. I was like, "Oh, it takes a bit long." No, yeah, long. I, that that was that uh, that happened to me. Uh, that Twitter space thing you saying is I I said that I was having a debate with Lefty, 
on 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 the timeline, I was like, "Yo, Wilder's not a super skilled heavyweight." Like, I don't know what you're talking about, and, and that whole thing like went to a whole back and forth. And then I I, I mentioned I was like, "All right, he fought." When, I was like, "He's his best win is Luis Ortiz." Then once he stepped up to the, you know, I was like, he, "This is what I said." I was like, "Your best win was Luis Ortiz, right?" And if we're being honest, that refer that doctor like saved him. With, with that whole checking him after he got hurt, and I want to say it was the seventh round, and I was like, I was like, and that was him stepping up, and that's his best win. And then once he stepped into the elite, he got knocked out twice. Like I, I don't, he never beat an elite fighter. Like how is this guy skilled to you? So he grabbed on to that. Oh, you don't know the rules of the New York State. No, I, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. And this and that, and I'm like. uh so we went once we went on the Twitter space. It was like nineteen thousand people talking over. It. I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't even get my my point. I, like I couldn't even get my point. I could, they don't even know what my full position is because I couldn't talk. So that's why I decided to do that live. I don't know if you saw it, but I, I decided to do that. Live. Yeah, I saw. I saw the beginning. Of, yeah, I saw the beginning of it. That was like when I had to go to that meeting. Nah, nah, it's all good. I, yeah. I, I, I know you would have hopped on if you could, but yeah, yeah, I wanted to get in that conversation. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, if people and, and and nobody called me a racist, but I'm just saying in general, like, uh, uh, that's happened to me before, like where I, I'll tweet. So, I, as a matter of fact, it happened when, when I because I was going pretty hard on Devin Amy for a minute because I I just was really unimpressed with his performances against. Lenaris and Jojo Diaz and people were trying to say like, oh, he beats Tio back when Tio was still undefeated. I'm like, what makes the fuck? What makes you think he beats Tio after looking at how he looked against these two inferior opponents and Tio just beat Loma? That was my argument at the time. So like people were saying, oh, I'm just racist. It's because Tio's Hispanic and I'm Hispanic. I'm like, yo, I, you guys think like there's a Hispanic fucking like. Uh, like I don't give a fuck. As if you're not Dominican, that you just you just another person to me. You, you know what, too? Like I was because you know when I first got on like on boxing Twitter and stuff like that. I, I you know I like of course I'm on like talk all the time now. I talk to everyone, so I'm cool with everyone now. Like they know where I'm coming from when I say something, right? I, yeah. I, we you know yeah. we have a we have a relationship now, right? We know each other. Uh, mm-hmm. But there is a lot of racist stuff though on Twitter. So like I get like you know what I mean like on boxing Twitter too. Like there's a lot of people that just are because of like their their race and they're just against black fighters and stuff like that. So I, I, I understand that cause I see it now. Right. Like I, I get it. And I guess that, I guess that's just where it comes from. It's just like, you're just, people are just used to seeing like the racist takes and all that. So I can't necessarily blame them too, but like that day I, I had to make sure I got on a space to defend it because I didn't want people to think that of me. You know what I mean? So I was like, I was like, I, I can't have people saying like, oh, he's racist. That's why I text. So I had to get on there and be like, okay, here's my opinion. And it's nothing to do with race and explain it. Because, of course, you know, of course I don't be called considered racist. You know what I mean? So, no, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah the, like I said, the only time I've been called racist is when I when I was criticizing. It's funny. We both got called racist for criticizing Devin Haney. <laughs> yeah, Devin Haney's a touching subject. He's a touching subject. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know. But all I, I just, I don't remember what exactly what I was saying. But I, I remember saying something to the effect of what I mentioned earlier about how, like, his opponents weren't necessarily that impressive for him to be, like, one of the four kings. I'm like, when has Devin Haney showed you, like, whoa, like, that's something I, I can't see. And then... Maybe that one time he, he scored like a really vicious left hook knockout. But I'm like, you know, Devin Haney, I, I mean, Ryan's knocking people out like cold in one or two rounds. Uh, 
Tank, Tank's knockout percentages is crazy. You know, Teal knocked out Comey in two rounds and then went on to beat Loma. I'm like, these guys are showing me that they're, like, elite, like, special. Like, yo, these guys may make some noise. But Haney, he, he, like, I'm, he wins fights, but, like, I haven't seen anything that really amazes me. And that shit let off the fucking, the, the wolves on me, man. Oh, I have a, I, I, had, I, we had a, I had a conversation on the space earlier, and uh, Livy will want to hear your opinion on it. So I was saying, right, so Devin Haney's undisputed. I'm, I'm not taking that away from him. He's undisputed. Mm -hmm. To me, he has the best win even at 135 this year, right, against Cambosos. That is the best win at 135. There's no one has matched that yet, right? No, I'm giving boy Frank on here. Wait one sec. <laughs> okay, that? I got you on here, Frank. What's uh, that? Okay, so so on, what I was saying though is, so okay, so he's uh, he has the best win at one thirty five in my opinion against Cambosos, right? He's undisputed. I got that. Now, if Tank and Ryan fight each other, the winner of that would you have him above Haney? In my personal yeah. opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that that's what I said. Right. I think that now if Haney fights Loma and he beats Loma. Then I would have him above them still, right? Because he would have enough wins. So what we were arguing was, well, they didn't beat him because he's undisputed. But to me, that doesn't matter because to me, it's resume. Because you could get undisputed or you could get belts through a political system. You could just be in the right place, right time, and the belt fall on your lap. But, so, you, but he's lineal too. You know, whether you care about the belts or not, lineal has to matter. No, okay. That I respect to it, right? But let's say, okay, let's say he stays that, but he keeps fighting lesser competition. And you got, say, Tank fights in this. I'm not saying this is possible, but he just say he fights Ryan. He fights uh, Lomachenko, and he fights Shakur. You can't be like, oh, no, Haney's still the top guy. You can't. There's just no way. No matter what belt he has, no matter what gold trinket he has around his waist, it wouldn't matter <laughs> at that point because this guy has proven it with a resume that he's not going to be able to, to be matched. You know, yeah, I, someone... Oh, no, let me just because somebody was they were talking about NUA versus full Tim and uh they did just you know just interesting. Does does NUA need to beat Butler to tell you he's the best? You know, no, does he, yeah, ha he doesn't, have to yeah. become undisputed before everybody says, Oh no, that guy Butler, he really has a shot. NUA, he's not the best because he has to beat Butler. Like, come on, man. Yeah, sometimes you gotta use your use your own reasoning and and head. And the reason I jumped in is because what you said, like Honestly, I don't think you have to explain yourself to anybody about your boxing takes. I mean, you know, like I have some hot takes that I know you guys probably won't agree with, but you know, that's what makes it interesting. Like, no, you don't really have, have to yeah. explain yourself. I, I, I like, I like a, a good hot take. I do, but I do think you kind of have to back it up. I think you do kind of have to like, if someone's going to say, okay, well, what do you mean? Or they want to discuss it. I, like I don't like okay, but I put this way. I won't say anything unless I can fully have an argument for it. And Broadway knows I'll say some wild stuff, but I'll have an argument for it. I won't say anything that I can't argue or I won't have a reasoning behind. I, I just can't do that because there are guys that will do that. There are guys that will say something and they don't have any reason behind it. They just want to <laughs> say it, and then you're like, "Well, what the hell? Like you're just saying anything? I mean, you could just say anything. Anyone could just say anything." But so since I've been on these spaces, like I'm, I look, I'm gonna fan a triple G, but it is kind of hard to defend them. I mean, if you really, really break down yeah. everything, it's hard. It's hard to defend them. All you can say is, "Look, when you watched him, you felt you were watching the best." Like even a former fighter I used to love, Tito Trinidad. But if you really break down his resume, it, I mean, it, it it's hard to defend him sometimes because he did get to me. He got beat by Oscar De La Hoya, even though he got the win. So try explaining that. Bro, you did the you did the scoring for I, that one. I, Was I, that a I robbery? Did. 
Nah, it was not a robbery. I had it 7-5 for Oscar. Uh, two people had it a draw. One person had it 7-5 Tito. And, and was there enough swing rounds that in your scorecard that you could have made a case that Tito got a draw or a one? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do remember that there was just a, there was a lot of rounds where kind of like nothing happened. Like it, 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 it was not a very exciting fight. Like, see, honestly, Oscar was the better fighter. He was. Do, do you remember remember Oscar how big how much bigger he was than Trinidad? That's what surprised me the most. I, I mean, his shoulders were huge. I, I, I mean, I Oscar was massive. What, no homo. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I do remember is Oscar taking the guy a foot off the guys. He would have beat. He was the better fighter. He was. Oh man, he was dolly uh, shuffling. He was jabbing. He was landing the right hand. Tito had no answers. He had none. It's just yeah. that Del Hoya shut it off in the second half. He ran. He blamed. He blamed uh, Alcazar from yeah, my but, memory. Yeah, Delahoy blamed every trainer though. Like Delahoy had so many trainers, and there was always their fault. And it's like, hey, dude, like you got to own up to some of nah, this. No, but honestly, it, 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 at the end of the day, you're the guy in the ring, man. It's to some degree. Yeah, I, yeah. And you, you, if your trainer told you something, like I, I, I have a, a a friend of mine. He he's a professional boxer. He actually lost by knockout of the year. Um, uh, Rocky Juarez knocked him out in the twelfth round. Rocky Juarez, I remember that dude. Yeah, who, who, who's this guy? Do you get your friend? Who's your friend? Uh, uh, Antonio Diaz. Antonio. Oh Diaz yeah, I remember friend. Cello, right? It was a yeah, Cello. Cello. Yeah, yeah. So he, this guy was a rough, rough dude. He was a, he was considered, he was top, he was at the top of the food chain. Like he was no pushover. Nah, not at oh, all. Oh, Antonio Diaz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, of course. This dude was, he never became world champion, but anybody who fought him will tell you this dude is no bum. Uh, and, 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 I, I, damn. All right. Just real quick, real quick. I'll just say this. When he was coming up, he was knocking motherfuckers out. Like, uh, 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 a lot of these, like, taking fights on, like, two weeks notice, three weeks notice, and he fought it, 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 three fights in a row. One was a three-time New York Golden Glove champ. One was a four-time New York Golden Glove champ. And the other one was a three-time Golden Glove champ. Three three of them. And the guy who was a four, four-time four Golden Glove champ, he broke his nose. It was blood, so much blood in the ring. That, like, they had to bring a mop to, like, clean it up afterwards so the, so the, fight, so the fights can continue. That's how bad he broke his nose. But anyways... Uh, getting back to what I was saying about him is that he was saying that he was he was dominating that fight against Rocky Juarez, and his trainer's like, "You got to get a knockout in the twelfth round. You got to." So he so he went for the knockout and he got knocked out. But he's like, "Why the fuck would you tell me when I was clearly dominating the fight?" He goes, "I just did what my trainer told me." But he mm. goes, "My trainer's telling me, yo, you got to knock him out.'" And he's like, when the when they showed him the scorecards after he was up, he felt he was up. And his trainer admitted later, he was like, he was up, but, you know, we're in his hometown. We don't know if you're going to get the decision. But he's like, yo, you sent me out there like a wild man, and I got knocked out. And it was knockout of the year, too. Okay, I don't know if I'm looking at the right guy. You said to Rocky Juarez? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I might be looking at someone else. It's something I, different. I, I, Antonio Cello Diaz. Yeah, because Antonio Diaz super lightweight. No, because the Rocky Warriors is smaller than that. Wasn't he a yeah? Wasn't he a thirty pounder? I could be wrong. I don't remember the weight, but 
He's, yeah, no, I'm looking at the wrong record. I know this one, Antonio Diaz, but there's must yeah. be another one. He he also beat a uh, 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 so Don King has signed the Olympic gold medalist from Cuba, and he beat him too. He beat he went in as an underdog, you know, like just to build up his resume. And he, yo, he beat the shit out of this Cuban, and and that and then then Don King signed him after that. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? Just keeps fucking knocking out dudes on short week notice. And, and fighting undefeated fighters and Golden Glove champions, and he's just knocking everybody out. He didn't knock out the Cuban guy, but point is, he was scoring a lot of upsets. So he has a really good, interesting story. Uh, I told him I got to have him on the podcast one day. Uh, oh, hey, bro, you didn't answer that, that question, though, about the uh, Lomachenko and the resume part of it, right, about over the titles. No, no, no. I, I, yes, I would say that, it, like, if you're ranking them from a uh, – perspective of like all right who's the best lightweight i would rank like whoever has the best resume but if you're ranking them from a perspective of all right what's the order of accomplishments you know you kind of have to some like the especially the lineal title forget the belts the lineal title definitely has to mean something because that's where you can trace back the history of boxing but you know think boxing is now more a fucking a, a, a business than it is a sport, so there's no value in, in, in it. So that's why some of these fights don't happen. Yeah, and also remember, title could be on the wrong side of the street. And like, you know, like, okay, let's say uh, Hector Garcia, right? Like, Garcia possibly can't get the other titles because they're just on the side of the street. Yeah. Right yeah. now, are we going to hold that against him? If he goes and, and beats Chris Colbert again, he goes and beats Gary Russell, he goes and beats Leo Santa Cruz. I'm supposed to say the guy across the street is equal to him because he has the same, another belt just like him? No, I no, can't no, do that. That's why I said I, I would yeah. agree. I would agree yeah. with you. I was just saying from a Co- historical perspective. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I get you. Historical. You, you kind of just got to own your takes. Like I was talking about Triple G. What's his best win? Um, Daniel Jacobs. Daniel Jacobs. Daniel Jacobs is best And it's win. like. But I will say this about Triple G. And like you said, when you watched him, you felt like you're watching one there of the you best go. guys, right? He did. The he had the skill. He, yeah, he had the skill, right? He, had, he definitely had ability. Now, he never uh, proved in the ring to me he was the elite of the elite. I thought that, like I said, people call me crazy. Another one that I, I took a, a beating for, I scored the first fight for Canelo, right? Versus him, right? I scored the first one Canelo. I scored a second fight for Canelo. I never thought that he proved that he was like the elite of the elite to beat a Canelo. I never thought he did that. And I thought even in the Daniel Jacobs fight, it was a close fight. I thought it was a competitive fight. And I don't think Daniel Jacobs was the elite of the elite. So I knew when I saw him, in the fight that he fought Canelo, I was like, this is a really high-level, really high-skilled fighter. But there's still other stuff that gets you that you can secure a win like that, where it's like heart or just something. You have something in you that can pull out those rounds when you need to. And honestly, I just didn't think he did in any of those fights. So that's what I'm saying. You, it, to me, it's always going to be what do, you, what do you do in the ring? Not, not anything that you you win in a circumstance or nothing. That it's what did you do in the ring? Who did you beat? Yeah, but that's always within context, and that's why I think Triple G is the best example right now because we're talking about these lightweights and they're not fighting each other. So who's the best one? Well, Tio was the best one because he fought Lomachenko, who at the time was considered the best one. These other guys have not fought each other at all or anybody. So I, I, we're would gonna say, have to... I would say Haney has, and this is why I have Haney uh, number one right now. He has Jojo Diaz. He was he never has... a 135er. He was well, always his best way. He beat Fortuna. He beat Fortuna at 135. He beat Fortuna. That was a good fight. And that's a good win. And then he beat and then he uh he beat Jojo Diaz and he beat um Cambosos, right? 
Those are two good wins. Compared to the field, and Teal's not a lightweight anymore, compared to the field, he has the best wins. That's in my opinion. Now, I say if he goes and beats Campos again, I don't think that's going to be amazing for Rosemary beating this guy again. But if he fights Lomachenko, he's going to he's gonna solidify it. It's like it's, there's no – there's not going to be no if yeah, that's or buts about it. Yeah, if he beats Lomachenko, then it's like – I don't Tank will have to – Tank and Ryan would have to beat each other and then beat someone else after that. So you know what I mean? So he's going to put himself in the lead here. But he has to do it, though. That's all I'm saying. Is It's just that you can't just be like, oh, he has a belt, so that's it. It's just that, to me, it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't make sense. It's not the way boxing runs today. It's just not the way it works today. It's got the, the, yeah, the, but that the way we look at it has you. to catch up to the business. Yeah, but in, in those takes, that what you were saying, that's what I was elaborating, is those takes will get you crucified on the uh, YouTubers and the Twitters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah maybe so the, the people, like I said, that's why, but like I said, I won't, I won't say anything unless I can back it up with the, some kind of but, argument. But that's, yeah, but don't you say that's what we do it for, you know, at the, you know, because we're all here in this space, so we go into other spaces. Like, I see you all the time. I see your boxing takes. Some I don't agree with, some I do, you know, so, you know, we kind of got to just um, stand on those. Like, I, yeah. I always try to take a a, a, a baseline, hardline approach like, am I going to go a resume? What what standard am I going to use? Because there don't really seem to be a standard. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. That's why I go off resume. I always go off resume. Yeah, I, I, me, I as far I, I don't know if if we're talking pound for pound list, but let's just say we are. Me, the way I no, just to to back up our takes on whether fights are happening, not happening, who has the better resume, and like the next thing is going to be the Ortiz Haney because they're both going to fight this upcoming month. Well, like with this, with Bumgarner, like we're gonna get those questions answered. But the fights that we're looking forward to, like Eubanks and Ben, that ain't gonna answer no questions. You understand what I'm saying? But go ahead, Joe. No, no, what I was gonna say is that part of it is you know, just using your boxing knowledge and 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 you know, and, and the cream rises to the top, like. For example, okay. <laughs> if, you, if you no no no, what I'm saying is, if you make enough right predictions, you you and and you can convince you can you can defend your argument most, uh, you know that your your arguments will be more respected and more uh, sought out. Like for example, uh, if people are predicting these upsets, like how I predicted <laughs> that Los Santos is going to upset somehow. Now, next time when I when I make a prediction about an upset, people might not be so dismissive. They you know? pay attention now. People go, all right, what? Well, all right, hold on. Last time I told this guy he was a clown for picking De Los Santos over Rayo because I thought Rayo was the next Julio Cesar Chavez, and it's like, all right, let me let me listen. You get what I'm saying? But if I would have picked him and he would have smoked him one, I would have looked like a fucking clown. Not like a clown, but you know what I mean? Like, I, my, my yeah. opinion has been as validated. Yeah, but then you know what the counter to that was, was that, well, you know, Royal, he's just a youngster, and he wasn't really ready anyway. It's like, man, no matter what you say or what you pick, people yeah, are going to have a, an answer for that. There's, yeah, there's always going to be that. Yeah, there's always going to be that counter. Yeah, there's always going to be that. There's always going to be like, you know, like I said, if I'm going to be honest with you, a guy hasn't lost without an excuse in a long, long time. It's been many years since a guy lost without a reasoning behind it. So, yeah. you know what I mean? That's always going to be there. Something that, that's always going to be there. There's always going to be a reason why someone lost, and it's going to be, uh, you know, it's never going to really, it's a lot of times not going to be the credit to the guy that beat him. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be a lot of reasons other than the guy beating him, and that's gonna happen too. But I, like I said, and I think I, I agree with Broadway on this. It's like if you keep going and nailing your takes, and then you, 
I think what the problem you see and a lot of takes, and even from writers, from everyone, is there. there's there's a lot of people have took, uh, chosen a team that they're going to be on, right? They've chosen a team, whether whatever way, whatever team you want. However, they're, they chose a way they're going to look at boxing. And everything is going to fit their opinion into that, what they the way they chose to look at boxing. I don't do that. I won't do that. I To me, I, I watch everything as if it's brand new. And I, I and I try to the opinion I have from it is what I took from that specific thing. My my prediction is not a prediction on what I hope. I'm not a fan of fighters. Like I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan of. I don't have a favorite fighter. I don't have. Oh, I want to see this guy win. I want to see this guy have success. I don't have any of that. Hold, I want to see. Whoa, 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 whoa. You telling me you're not rooting for the Dominicans, bro? Don't get me fucking pissed off on here, bro. Bro, as much as. The- Broadway, as much as I love you, and I, I root for your opinion. I root for like I wish for, I root for good things for Broadway. I do that every time. I root for yeah, you. you so yes, I do root for Dominicans. I root for Broadway, but I, I root for my own opinion. A hundred percent. I root for my own opinion. I, when I pick something, I want that to happen. Listen, man, if you if you want your opinion to be better, start picking these. <laughs> You're right. Look, I mean, look, I can't even deny it. Out here picking against us, man. We run boxing. That's it. Dominicans run boxing. Wow. Maybe. <laughs> you know, they're on an amazing run right now. I'm not, I'm not denying that. They're on an amazing run right now. And yeah, I, I, yeah. People, people get so mad. People I get so mad when I look foolish. But, but I would, we were going to talk about boxing knowledge and making your predictions. What makes it hard is the politics of it all. Like, it, like it would be – well, nothing will ever be easy in sports, but especially in boxing because, you know, the politics, the networks, um, everything just gets so uh, muddled and confused. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's uh, you can't talk to me. I, and this was another thing that we were talking about was as far as like resumes and stuff like that. Is you can't talk boxing without talking the business of it. And if you are talking boxing without talking the business of it, you're, you're not telling the true story. And there's no way. There's no way you can explain why okay. yeah. a, a guy has fought for a belt and the other guy didn't without saying, you know, without explaining, well, this guy's on this side of the street and that worked out for him because he made this move uh, and he got aligned with this team. And if yeah. you didn't tell that story, right, and you would just say, oh, no, Tank and Ryan and these guys are cowards and this guy, he actually is vulnerable. It's like there's a lot no, it, to the story. A, a, per- a perfect example of what you're saying is Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Yes, yeah, so exactly. Errol Spence has three belts. He has the better resume. And it's like, do we think Crawford, a uh, better resume, you know, and, and like and at welterweight. Like, do we think Crawford would have <clears throat> fought Porter, Kel Brook, Okay. Uh, who's who's the other guy he beat uh, for uh, Ugas if he was with top rank? Like, do, do we think that or, or do we think that? Yeah, just that, on the wrong side of the street. Uh, yeah, he was on the wrong side of the street and he fought who he could. He did his best. Now he's a free agent. Now they're trying to make the fight. And maybe now he's negotiating from a perspective of, Lesser than because he doesn't have the most belts, but it's not from any fault of his own. And that's why I said, like, the business of it, the the funny thing is, like, there's so much pros and cons to the business side of it. And I think people only talk about the cons. But the pros of it is there's something to talk about all the time in boxing. And that's what everybody wants. They want your sport to be talked about 24-7. In boxing, you literally could do that. The the con of it is you would have to you have to get everybody to the education level of what we have on boxing Twitter of people that look at it every day and understand they start to understand these business moves. And there's people that understand it way better than even like what I understand or there's like people that, that are inside the inside of it. Right. And they can explain right. like, Oh, this happened because of this and this and this. Right. And it, it takes a lot of effort to get to that knowledge. Right. But once you have that, you could start understanding boxing and it starts becoming a lot more enjoyable. Right. But a lot of times with people that are casuals, they just see these guys not fighting and they say, why is that not happening? Right. That's just the frustration of it. 
So okay. they're, quick, so they're quick to be like boxing's dead. Yeah, exactly. So let me let me say something about the business of Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford because I heard two things, and I argued for Terrence Crawford. I didn't really care. I just went in because the guy was bad mouthing Bud so much. So I was arguing for Bud, but okay. So what they were telling me is that Bud is holding up the fight because Earl is automatically because he has the three belts got the 65 35 split and if earl had made it 60 40 then he was being generous so bud had to accept that now another person who claimed who is on the inside said that no it's a 50 50 fight and i said you mean like 50 50 in terms of odd because no the purse is 50 50 it's a 50 50 fight so it's like you know that's what I'm talking about, the business of boxing. All these people are talking all this nonsense, and they have no idea about the actual business of it. And the reason it was 65-35 is because Earl has the three belts, and so Bud needed to just accept that. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I so I don't think anyone really knows what the what the terms of the argument, what they're debating. I don't think anyone knows, like, oh, they're taking the split. Because remember, it's not a mandatory. It's not anything. So the split is going to be decided per contract. It's decided per negotiation. It's not no one's determining the split besides the negotiation. There's no sanctioned body being like, well, he has this many belts, so he's going to give this split, and this guy's going to take the split. So no one truly knows that. And to be honest with you, that part could be agreed to. Like, there could be another thing that they're debating. So I, I don't know that. I, I, I'm telling you, it's not a, a – to say it's 50-50, I don't agree with that. I don't think that that's – I don't think Spence and them will allow it to be 50-50 because – He's the selling point of the fight. I mean, if we're being 100% honest, he sells more pay-per-views than Terrence Crawford. That's just the fact of it. So I think that what Crawford's negotiating chip is, is this is possibly the biggest fight that Earl Spence could have, right? This right here is single-handedly possibly the biggest fight he can have besides Canelo Alvarez. Him moving up some outrageous amount of weight to fight Canelo Alvarez. This is the, the, the second possible biggest fight. So that's his negotiating. It's like you can go well, somewhere else. But it, yeah. it ain't gonna. It, it doesn't have the high ceiling here. Now, what Showtime and PBC are saying is it has a high ceiling, but it also has a really low floor. We don't know what the hell pay per view numbers is gonna do, and we don't want to commit so much money to a guarantee if we don't know what the pay per view is gonna do because that's really risky. It's putting our neck out. So I think that's there's a multiple things that they could be negotiating. But as far as the split, no one knows. No one knows where they stand with it. But but what they should do is they should guarantee each like three million, right? I know that sounds low for a fight this big, and then have like, all right, if it sells three hundred thousand, it's an extra two three million for each. Whatever, I'm making up a number. And then if it sells four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, and then you know have it like in the contract written where the promoters and, and network isn't taking as much of a risk, but also, you know, the, the fighters will be compensated if the fight sells as well as it, they, you know, some the, people, the, they will. The fighters won't do that though. They're not going to do well, that. Well, the, the, what the, the inside info was that Bud wanted 15 guaranteed to start. What? And yeah, that's yeah. I heard that even before way, way in the beginning, he wanted 15 in the beginning to start. And as of late, um, they're telling him that he's it's about eight or nine. So that that's great. where that's where the that's where it stopped. So I'm just 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 because I like I said, Frank, maybe I'm sure you're your source credible, whatever. But I just want to say I don't we don't know those numbers. Right. Like we're just throw, let's just say we're just throwing those out there. Right. I don't know. Those these are the numbers, rumors. But yeah, yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. The rumors. But substantiated could, rumors. Yeah. They could be outrageous or they could be dead. On. We don't know. I don't know those numbers. Well, I no, but that, they, but that sounds reasonable because no, it, it, it sounds reasonable. he got I, six million I, I, for Porter. So 
obviously it would be double for the biggest fight. Yeah, this so, this is what they're thinking. Yeah, so you would assume that he would want around ten million guaranteed. I would assume that, right? And the reason well, why you're going to start high at fifteen, right? Yeah, if you yeah, want yeah. 10, work your way down. You, and then work your way you down. start. Yeah, at yeah. Fifteen. So I, I would assume that they want their most they can get guaranteed because, like I said, no one knows. Everyone's uh, done pay per views, and all these guys are experts and in their field. No one knows what this number is going to be. It could be a million. It could be three hundred thousand. They don't know, so they're not. They want to get the guaranteed for sure that they're taken care of. And if it does more than that, they're, they're going to get the pay per view. They're definitely going to get a pay per view split on it. They'll get more than that, but they want to get the guaranteed because they don't know what this is going to do. And that's what the fighters feel. That's how the promotions feel. That's how everyone feels. That's why it's so complicated to get this deal done. Yeah, well, the the business end of it comes into like the things that we talk about, and like I'm talking about takes and. Now, if it doesn't happen, then we're, one, we're all going to have to pick. Well, then Bud, Bud Duck Crawford, because he wasn't willing to negotiate, and then Earl Duck Bud, because he didn't want to make a, a, a closer split. So you can see how you know it starts to seep into the uh, I'll tell you right now. The content. Like, do, do you guys oh, – no, go, no, no, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, I was going to say two things. One, do you guys think this fight happens in November 19th, which was no. the rumored date? And two, do you think this fight happens this year at all? Dude, I, I think, think it, it ha- never happens. I, I oh. think it happens. I think it happens. Now, whether it's end of this year or next beginning of next year, I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think November is a real date anymore. I, I just can't see that being possible. That would be like, I, I that rush everything. A hotel in Vegas for November 18th and 19th, just in case. And now that I'm looking at the date, I'm like, yo, ain't no way that fight happens that day. No, I don't so, think that's like, I have brief cancellations. So my first prediction was I always thought it was going to be a a um a kind of two a round round table the way they did Hopkins De La Hoya. I always kind of felt like they were going to do some something like that, like two fights and then the build up. So oh like uh, think, oh like oh two like okay I get you yeah 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 to they just milk it for us. On the same card, yeah. Not yeah. on the same card. They'll, you, they'll, you do two separate pay per views to set up the main main pay per view. But do you like remember that. Hopkins it, and Delahoya? They did the same card. It, it, oh, yeah. They, okay. If they did that, I hope both of them get knocked out. Why? What's wrong with you? Come <laughs> on, oh, man. I'm tired of fucking waiting, bro. I've waited three, but four. Dude, because I'm thinking they they want to maximize their dollar. That would be the best I, way to maximize I, the dollar. No, I, I don't Hopefully think they're gonna do that though. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they, I think that that would. But they're younger. They definitely go somewhere with that belt. I think they're just trying to make this fight happen now. And I think Maybe. that if, honestly, if it gets done, I think all the credit should go to Spence. I'll be honest with you. Uh, he's making, I think, the most. Uh, like I told you, negoti- uh, negotiation wise, like Crawford doesn't have a lot to stand on besides that it's the fight that Spence wants, and this, uh, despite that, and also that it could be the you know the biggest fight for Spence. But really. Spence is the proven commodity here. He, he is. He just is. He's a proven commodity. He's proven that he could pay-per-view success. He's proven that he 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 uh, is a bigger event. And the fact that this fight's happening is really just because Spence is going to make some... Uh, he's going to give away a little bit more than he probably should to make it possible. I, re- I really believe that. So I think Spence does deserve a lot of credit if this fight gets made. I'd agree. I'd agree. Considering, like you said, um, he has the bigger pay-per-view number. He's the more proven at that weight division. I'd have yeah, to read more belts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got it on all, all fronts. You know what I mean? He's the he's the guy that that's 
giving up the most, I think, in my opinion. But I think it's going to happen. I just don't think that November date's real anymore. I don't think that's real anymore. I, I, and it's unfortunate because, again, like, yo, they got to give people time to, like, book their hotels and, and flights and shit like that. Like, again, I, I bought my – I bought my uh, – I booked my my hotel, man, just in case, and it doesn't look. It looks like I'm gonna have to cancel it because I don't think <laughs> the fight's happening that day. Yeah, yeah, I don't think this. Yeah, I, I I do think that another date that's being rumored is December seventeenth, but like that was rumored for Ryan versus Tank if that fight happens. So it's like I don't know. I don't think Ryan. I, that's one fight I don't think is happening at all. Like but I don't think it's happening. What they doing on social media? Like I, it seems like they in cahoots. I feel like they've been doing that though. Like I feel like they've been doing it for a while. But I'll tell you one thing. Maybe they think that the fight is going to happen. But when they do that, and then you see Delahoya tweet like, "Oh, have your management called me." He's letting that very clear that he is not in on these talks, or he is not in agreement with these talks. And I still see it happening. I really don't. I don't. I don't. I can't see this fight being made, and I can't see it being made without the zone. Like that's the number one thing. I don't see Golden Boy. Doing this without the zone because the zone's gonna be like, well, we're the only ones working with you, right? Like you were the only ones giving you a network deal. You're gonna go and take your business elsewhere. I can't see that happening. Yeah, yeah. No, That's I, this is boxing. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, yeah, like this shit don't make sense, man. Like, yo, I, I just honestly, I, I'm very disappointed uh, with the last. Uh, uh, since July, I've been very disappointed with the fights we've gotten compared to the, the earlier parts. Of we this started year. off really, really strong. We started off smoking hot, and now I, I can't remember the last time I've been excited for a fight. Like, damn, I can't wait for Saturday. Oh, my God, man. It's only three days. I can't remember the last time. Like, well, I don't know. Fucking. I, I, Charlo Castano? <laughs> What? Yeah, Charlo Castano? Castano, maybe that one. I, I was also excited to see Stefan Fulton against uh, Roman. Yeah, I thought that was good. That was, well, that was a Haney night, too. Haney Cambosos night. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, was. Okay. it was. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I thought Fulton stole the show that night. I thought Fulton stole the show. That night. But yeah, my point is, is that like, boxing, we kind of lost a little bit of buzz right now, man. The last you know, season, and, July, we and, lost uh, the rumors were good though. Like we had the rumors of Joshua Fury, you had the rumors of Ryan Tank, Spence Crawford. Like you know, what I mean, the rumors Bro, of what was going to be was going to be gonna, amazing. I'm not going to get hard off of fucking getting a girl's number, bro. Did you? <laughs> Sometimes you just need a confidence booster. You know what I mean? Just one of those. Make you feel good. Make you feel good inside. Um, Yo, bro, if it... that guy. <laughs> uh, what's <laughs> Go ahead, Broadway. See what you need to say. <laughs> no, no, what I was gonna I was gonna say. I, I back mad chicks and I ain't get to seal the deal, man. It it, 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 it ain't it ain't the it ain't the same, brother. It ain't Listen, the same. Let me tell you something right now. I, I, I have a podcast. The more rumors, the better. Keep giving me rumors. I love them. Like keep giving me a lot. Yeah, see who's Janabek fighting. Then he there's a he's rumored. Oh, he's fighting uh uh Bentley and um Damn. It's a it's a guy that uh you know like Ooh. I said Jenna exactly Jenna Beck is not is not gonna be able to get name opponents he's gonna go on a run right now of a bunch of guys that you've never heard of no one's ever heard of and he's gonna knock them all out that's just what's gonna be I, I'm like I said I'm a Jenna Beck uh, like I said I wasn't a fan of any fighters that's not necessarily true because I I I, I am a Jenna Beck fan but um 
I, I'm I, I'm an honest one, and he's gonna fight a bunch of guys that no one's heard of, and everybody's gonna complain, and he's gonna go on a run where he's gonna knock these guys out, and it's gonna be Andrade like. I mean, let's just be honest with it. It will be Andrade like, except that he's gonna get him out of there. He's not gonna box him for twelve rounds. No, what he needs to do is do what Triple G did. Triple G was very active on HBO. He was fighting like I don't know if you guys remember he. It was for a little yeah. minute. I think he fight like five times in one year. I could be off. Or it was four times. But he needs to do that and just keep knocking motherfuckers out. Eventually, that ESPN platform is gonna is gonna put you on the map. So the the ratings they announced like the ratings so far for this year, and uh, he's the lowest rating uh, of fights on ESPN. He's the lowest rating one too. So that but doesn't he's help. He's not a main event. Why the he was a main event last time. Yeah, he was a main event. Last no, no, no. Time. What I'm saying is he shouldn't be on main event. That's no, what I'm I saying. agree with you. Yeah, he should be. He should be the uh, co-main event. Yo, put that motherfucker the co-main event. Look, that that Shakur fight right there. Boom. That was ten thousand people there. All right. Then you put him on the undercard of Teal's next fight. Then you put him on the undercard of uh, fucking uh, whatever. You guys got Haney and Loma. Like, you, you know, you guys got fighters where that they're going to draw. Put them on the fucking undercard. I'll tell you right now, top rank, uh, as far as they're, they're, they're in a good uh, position right now. They figured out the they figured out their roster. They figured out, like, they, they got Shakur, who's a star. They have Haney, who who could be a star. and they, they, they could lock him in. They could get the Loma fight with him. Bring Shakur to 135, Keyshawn uh, Davis in that weight. Like they got Teal uh, Teal's back. Like they have they have a lot of things working for them right now. Uh, like they, they 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 did figure some stuff out. I got a hot take, man. Go ahead, go ahead, I'm ready for it. What has uh, Keyshawn Davis showed us to think like he's this like can't miss guy? I'm not saying he's a bum, and I'm not saying he's not. Thank you, nah, bro. You know that ain't a hot take. I feel the same way. Yo, like he looks good to me. I'm not again. Yeah. Does he look he does. like? Does he look <clears throat> like? Damn, like oh my god, this dude is nasty. No, he looks like a, a regular good prospect who's coming up. Okay, so uh, I, I think I think he looks pretty damn good. Now I would say off the last fight, I mean maybe off the last fight he's like you know I think he looks really good, but he wasn't like oh wow off of that last fight. I think the ones before he looked pretty damn good. I mean he looked pretty dominant. He's also in his sixth fight. You know what I mean? So he's on a sixth fight, and people are talking about, you know, could he beat the, could he compete with the top guys in the weight class yeah, already? Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's already, you know, he, he's got the Olympic thing to him, too. So he has like the pedigree to him. There's a few things, I guess. But like, like I said, he's not a for sure thing. Like I wouldn't say he's a lock. No, he's not a lock, but he's definitely a very interesting prospect. I mean, could you name another prospect right now that you think is like, oh, this guy is way more interesting than Keyshawn? Uh, he's more, way more of a lock than Keyshawn Davis. I mean, not with six fights. I can't name you. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, but to be fair, like how how much how much how many fighters with six fights have I seen every single fight? Like, no, that's true. That's true. That's true. He has uh, a lot of attention to him because <clears throat> of who he is. That, I mean, I'll like, give you that. I'll give you that. Th- there's a lightweight. There's a lightweight that top rank guy. He's 15 and 0. His name is Raymond Murataya. Give me yeah, that guy. Him. Yeah. Give good. me give me that guy over Keyshawn. Yeah. Not you know, I thought that same thing earlier too. When I that night I was like, Man, where's Murata? He should be show showcased. He uh he they're probably future opponents. I think that that's gonna be they're gonna be a future matchup. And look, man, I can't 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 crown these guys. Like, who's the dude that fought that El Grey dude? It was that Shushu that fought El Grey. Oh Shushu, uh well Shushu fought that night. I don't remember who his opponent was, but he's damn good too. You you didn't you didn't like his style? 
don't know. He fought dude. The dude he fought was like Algri. He was like a just a tough son of a bitch, man. Yeah, it was a good fight, right? It was he looked yeah. good in it, Shushu. No, 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 no. I don't that that guy should have been gotten out of there. I just I just can't crown people that are fighting pizza pizza truck. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not talking about Shushu. You're talking about um you're talking about uh uh J J J what is it? Uh Tucker. No, nah, I seen that fight, but that guy was limited as shit too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think just, you guys are critical. I think you guys are very critical. No, 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 no. The hot take is 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 just that I can't crown these guys when they're fighting pizza delivery guys. No, that's, that's the fair. thing. I mean, that's, I think these that's guys fair. are not full time fighters. Now, Shushu, Tucker, and Keyshawn, they probably fight full time. But most people in boxing have like Joe Smith. They these guys all have jobs. They got nine to fives. It's very rare that you're coming up and you don't you don't have a nine to five or have some kind of side hustle. Yeah, well, I so, mean, I, like I said, I think everybody comes up the same way. I get you, a hundred percent. But I, I think these guys, they look pretty damn good to me, in my opinion. I now I don't think that they're there's very hardly can't, a can't there's very hardly a can't miss guy in boxing. Okay, yeah, I think but Boots can't is one that is a can't miss. No, like I, I think I just, he's a well, can't miss. I don't know what Keyshawn. I haven't seen any uh, like you, you know. Usually, even when you fighting a bum, like damn, I, like you saw his footwork. Damn, you saw yeah. how he. He slid to the left and and used his head movement and counter punch. He just kind of seems like an aggressive fighter who places his punches well, and I, and and not to the point where I'm like, damn, he overwhelms the fighters like so much. I can't. He's gonna give a lot of people problems with that pressure. It's kind of again, I haven't seen anything that to wow me. I haven't seen anything for me to like even consider him like a prospect on the watch. You know, yeah, okay. like a. That guy Torres, that heavyweight member, it was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, he he looked out the most spectacular. But look at the guy. That dude, um, you know, makes Subway sandwiches. I can't, I can't call him. No, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. You know? but, I mean, this isn't okay. But we got to be fair. This isn't new to boxing. I mean, if you remember, uh, if you remember the classic one, like Chavez Jr. was getting on pay per views, fighting guys with like late <laughs> knee braces and stuff. Cab drivers. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I mean, so like that. that this isn't new, but I, I get you. Okay. They're not none of these guys are for sure things. I, I'll agree with you on that. Like I said, there's very few. Do you have a for sure thing? Like, okay, Bam Rodriguez was a for sure thing. I thought I when I saw um boots, I thought, oh, that's a for sure thing. Right. When I saw Virgil, I thought that was a for sure thing. Not a lot of guys are for sure things, but I think they're very I think that they're they have a lot of talent and I want to see them develop. Yes, more. yeah. Yes, they do. I'm not I don't think I don't think anyone I don't I think look at with, with Keyshawn, people were saying, like, oh, I think he could beat Ryan. I thought that was dead wrong, right? I seen right. people push back on that, right? That, that he can't be Ryan right now, but he's a guy that I think is going to be very, very interesting once he gets like twelve fights. He might be able to fight for a title at that point. Now that is look, something special. Look, look, Ezra. My point, my point when, when bringing up Keyshawn is like, like you brought up Richard Torres, but nobody's talking about Richard Torres being this special fighter. You, uh, like a guy like Tiger Johnson. Yeah. Nobody's talking about him being a special fighter, Jahai Tucker and Shushu. Nobody's talking about this guy like this guy's a can't miss prospect. This guy's elite. This guy's gonna be one of the best in the division. I'm like, nobody's talking about those guys like that. People are talking like that about Keyshawn. Yeah, yeah. they're talking about Shushu like that. My Tucker, counter, no. gotta get that too. Yeah, he's gotta get that too. My counter argument is like, okay, well, what have we seen from him to make us think that? And I, I had tweeted something. I was like, yo, keep that guy very, very, very far away from Edwin De Los Santos. Just, just. Yeah, it, no, yeah. You want to you want to promote this guy? You, it would be fun. You should be thrown in jail. You throw that guy in with somebody like that. Get, 
Yeah, he, uh, he Keyshawn talks crazy too. How old is He's young too, right? He's young too. He's young. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's that's, 20, that's, a, that's a fair comparison. 20, yeah, twenty-two years old, young boy. And you pick up for sure with Keyshawn. I, I like. There's not even a doubt in my mind, man. I'm th- I don't think that's they, outrageous. I don't think that's outrageous. If, if they make that fight tomorrow, I'm 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 emptying my bank account and taking it and betting it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's outrageous. Take. I don't think it's outrageous. I seen that. I seen you going back and forth um, on that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of times, like I said, guys are just promoted well. They they got the 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 the, the things that I said like behind him. And you know you put him in the right spot, and that's what happens. But I think I think Keyshawn Davis is going to be very good. I think he's going to be at least like a top level contender. I think he's a very that's his floor. It's like very high. Um, whether he's like a pound for pound great, like I said, there's no guarantees. Yeah, if he, I mean, if he just becomes a champ, then it, it was worth it. You know, like you don't have to be a superstar pound for pound. You can get a belt, defend it, and then you you lose it, become a gatekeeper. You know, that's usually the trajectory. Um, which isn't bad, like yeah, no, no? like I'm saying, we, we it's hard to tell. Like, you know, there's been guys that, like I said, people say they were can't miss and then d- just never lived up. To, I mean, like, if you remember, Adrian Broner at one point was the next Floyd, like that was what his thing was, he was the mm-hmm. next Floyd Mayweather, and everyone kind of thought, like, a lot of people thought that. And I honestly, at one point, I kind of like was like, I, I mean, I just like he's not as defensively as good as Floyd, but his offense is like really amazing. And I, I did, I was like, damn, this guy might be very, very good. And look at that! I felt it became way short of what they thought it was going to be. I, 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 well, well, to be fair to Adrian, two things: one, like his discipline issues, we never got to see the full potential of him, and two, I feel like he was mismanaged. They moved him up from one thirty-five to one forty-seven. He beat Pauly for a belt, which I felt like was strategic matchmaking. He should have just went back down. Instead, he stood at forty-seven and four fucking Michael's Maidana. It's like, hey, if bro, you remember the Pauly fight, I mean, Pauly had a case that. He- could have possibly won that fight. Like that was a very close fight. I, I thought I thought Brona won, but it, I, I'm not gonna say he blew him out though. Yeah, I just thought that was a competitive fight, and I thought that those were kind of like warning signs at that point. I was like, yeah, you could probably just drop him back down and be like, hey, let's figure this out, figure out the weight issues. Yo, but you but yeah, you're right. I remember thinking like, yo, my is gonna get washed. I remember I thought thinking, that too. I thought that too, and then he didn't. <laughs> I remember after he won that fight, I was like, oh, he's going to fight Floyd next. And I remember my friend was like, he's not going to fight Floyd. And I was like, I guarantee you he fights Floyd next. Like, this is like the perfect storyline. There's yeah, no the way it doesn't setup. fight. Yeah, I was like, there's no way he doesn't fight Floyd next. Yeah, man. Uh, no, my you guys, was What's that? Oh, do you guys consider, because you brought up for Broner, like, the, we never saw his full potential. To me, like, discipline is like an attribute, right? Like that's like a skill like that someone has. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, I don't really use like your discipline as an excuse. Cause I'm just like, some guys have extreme discipline and that's like a skill that they have that they you could develop or, you know, you're just born with. But if you're not like disciplined to your craft and staying trained and everything like that, I'm not going to use that as an excuse for you. Like, I don't know how you, how do you feel about that? That's in any sport, right? That's, any- what I, that's the way I see it. I mean, I, I I see your point. What I, what I was trying to say is like, you know, maybe people weren't off as far as how good he could be. Maybe he just didn't, you know, maybe he just didn't dedicate himself to be as good as he could be. That's what I'm saying. But that's a skill, though, right? Like we would say that. Though, no, right? no. Like that's but, a build. If I'm predicting that you're going to be the next Floyd Mayweather. How the fuck am I supposed to know that you're going to have the dedication for a Mayweather hat? No, no, no. Yeah, I get Going that. By I get that. Skills and what I see in the ring. 
You know but I mean? I'm saying though, like, yeah, but I'm saying like, okay, so like you would say though, like Adrian Broner, him being not maybe his full potential uh, because of his lack of discipline isn't an excuse of why he didn't become that, but it's more of what he lacks as far as the ability to be disciplined. That's the way I'm saying. Like, I never saw it as an excuse. I just saw it as like a lack of something that you needed. No, no, I'm not using that as an No, no, I get you. I get you. I'm just curious if that's what you think too, if you agree with that no, no. thought process. I know. I mean, it, being disciplined is definitely a skill. It's a skill That's in life, figured, okay. not just boxing. What I'm yeah. trying to say, like, if if somebody at the time, I'm not going to criticize somebody's prediction of Adrian Broner if they told me, man, I thought this guy was going to be the next Floyd. Because there's no way to measure how, how you handle success. He was, yo, this guy was ripped up, six packed up, dedicated in the gym. Uh, coming up, once he started getting money, started getting the flame, yo, it's just he went crazy. Yeah, yeah, and but in the ring too, he's just stopped. Uh, he started just throwing one punch at a time, not a lot of activity. So you know, even he didn't really grow as a fighter. You know, like even if you like a you take a, a James Tony, even later on, he can just always pull something out of his bag, and he lacked discipline too. But he just was so good at fighting, had so many fights, he could always pull something out. You know yeah, what I mean? James did, yeah, James Tony didn't like the train. That was the biggest problem. He didn't like the train. He's like the spar. That's what I tell people a lot of times. Like sparring is actually a break sometimes for guys. Like if you're good enough, sparring is like way better than going to hit the pads or going to do drills or going to hit the bag. Like. Some dudes love this part, but like not everybody likes hitting the pads. Not everybody likes to go uh train and stuff like that. And that's what we, yeah, that was James Tony's thing. You have weapon. You have. I actually have seen James Tony, but not in wildcard. Interesting enough, he trains at another gym in uh in Van Nuys, and I was training there for a while. And it was uh it was like half fitness, half a boxing gym. It was very weird, but I got to work the ring in there by myself. That's what I needed because like wildcard so packed, so I needed to work there. And uh, one time, like he would see him, he would come in and out. He was come and talk and stuff like that. And then one time, I went in there and I was just gonna work out, get like hit the bag with my trainer. And um, he was in there with like four giant heavyweights, right? And I'm talking about James Tony's old as hell at this point, right? And he's talking about his comeback. He's like, I'm gonna make a comeback. So they're, they're gonna do sparring. He's gonna spar four different heavyweights. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm probably not even gonna train. I'm just gonna watch this. So I'm watching, and he, he's he's training, he's sparring. But one of his foots doesn't one of his feet don't doesn't work like his foot is just like dead like it doesn't work so Damn. he has to so for him to spar he kind of has to lean against the ropes because every time he steps on his foot it kind of like gives out and i'm telling you he goes like 10 rounds with this like he goes 10 rounds with like some of the strangest heavyweights you've ever seen not like great guys but just big guys they're probably journeymen and he's going 10 rounds with them but he looks terrible he's falling over the ring but he just was crafty <laughs> enough to get by and i remember i was thinking like I honestly think I could take James Tony right now. Like it won't be honorable, right? Because he's an old man, and you know, and I'm like I'm my, my physical prime at that point. But I was like, I mean, I should probably get in there just for the story of it, right? But the story uh-huh. is that you know James Tony fought tw- ten rounds with one foot and leaned against the ropes to the other side. And his trainer, who I I believe passed away since then, but he couldn't even stand. His trainer was sitting on a stool and was just yelling at him. Like when it was time to go in the corner, the trainer was just yelling from basically the floor. On what to do? It was it was a spectacle. It was a, a complete spectacle. But it was, it was, you know, it's a story to tell. But he was crafty enough to just. He was crafty enough away. to go. Yeah, he was crafty enough to get by with one foot leaning against the ropes as a crutch. He was wow. crafty enough to get by. That's hilarious, man. Yeah. But uh, all right, boys. I'm gonna leave you with that story. Um, I appreciate you guys jumping on. Like I said, Broadway. I really appreciate it, Frank. Always welcome. Please, like I said, when I get on here, 
it's always better to have guests and i appreciate it. i want to hear like hearing you guys opinions uh to before we leave broadway uh do uh do your advertisement sir uh yo guys you can follow me on instagram broadway joel on twitter at underscore broadway joel and of course on youtube just type in broadway joel please go support the channel man the more subscribers i get the better uh i do a lot of interviews with dominican boxers as well as dominican managers i've interviewed samson lukowitz uh, i've interviewed michelle rivera's father and tomorrow i'm actually interviewing a, a dominican prospect hedry Cedeno martinez who's seven and zero. he trains with kenny porter that'll be at 4 p.m uh pacific 7 p.m eastern so definitely go check that out he speaks english so you guys don't have to worry about you know me translating all right i'm nothing like that so definitely please go check out that check that out broadway is the voice of dominican boxing but he does cover all boxing as you can tell today he has uh, vast knowledge on everything boxing so he is the voice of dominican boxing but he covers all boxing too so you know if you if there's a big fight coming up he will have a podcast and a, a video a youtube video on it so just uh, keep up to date with him he's very active uh frank you got anything to advertise my friend uh no nah, i may or may not start a channel but i'm just on twitter holla frank bay niner go ahead and say whatever the hell you want yeah, <laughs> about that. boxing and Frank will debate you. Me and Frank got in a heated debate. Like not so It wasn't heated. No, oh, it was man. heated, Frank. You was it? I could tell you were slamming I wasn't your keyboard. Pissed? No, no, no. no. Okay, I wasn't you're pissed. right. No, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but Frank will uh, debate you uh, to you know to until 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 he feels like he got he got the better of it, honestly. But yeah, uh, no. And then, and then uh, um, so follow him, and you know, of course, follow my page. Let me throw my little thing in the back here. How can it pop up? What the hell? Okay, well, this isn't working. But at Ezra Podcast on YouTube, Ezra Boxing on Twitter, Ezra Podcast on Apple, and Ezra Podcast on Spotify. You can basically find me anywhere that they have podcasts. We're also going to get Broadway up eventually on an audio form. Um, but- yeah, man. I, 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 I'm going to need, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into that myself. And I'm also looking looking into selling shirts. Uh, I, I'm not there yet, but uh, I got some cool designs on the way. Stay tuned. And, I, and like I said, bro, we'll go over the audio thing. It's very easy. But thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys jumping on. Catch yeah, y'all thank later. Thank you. All right, man. Thank you. Peace.